All right, let's go. It's Sunday. Poor holiday weekend officially started. Pour yourself a drink. Let's start the party. How the fuck are we doing? I got a nice uh, 12% beer. It's a local brewery in North Haven. Um, given to me by my guest this weekend. Shamefully gave it to me so he could be so he'd be mentioned on the show. So here you go. Here's your shout out. Two shows early made it on, man. Can't can't be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it in. How the fuck are you doing? What are you drinking tonight? How are you starting your fucking Memorial Day weekend off? This is the last remnants of the box wine. That was part <laughs> of the reason why I was late coming on here because I was trying to get every last drop. And then I have a beer here. Once I'm done with this, I got a, uh, a little beer here. First time I'm going to review. Okay. All right. Good. I'll give you mine. Well, when you open theirs, we'll do a review on that. This one is uh, an Alley-Oop double IPA, 8.2%. It's uh, Short Throw Brewing, which is North Haven, in collaboration with Other Half, which is a Brooklyn brewery, I believe. Um, and it is excellent. It's very good beer. What kind of beer is it? I missed everything. What What was it? <laughs> you can, fuck you. 8.2. 8.2, I heard. Oh, you got the important part. You can go back and listen tomorrow if you want. <laughs> God, it looks like full body. It is. It it is. That's what, all the beers over there that I that I drank that day uh, looked like this, like this uh, hearty yellow, like banana juice almost. I guess a banana smoothie or something. Uh, but it's excellent. It's a double IPA. Ooh, and I don't know if I can handle a double IPA. It's not like hoppy. Like sometimes you get those IPAs and it's just like too hoppy. You're chewing yeah. on it. They're they're there, but it's not overpowering in the in the least bit. It's it's an excellent beer. All right, let's see. The, oh, you've already had this. This isn't like a. This yeah, isn't your I, first time. Yeah, no, I had it the other day, and uh, like I said, he left me a can as a as a as a way of sneaking onto the show. So, alley oop, alley oop. All right, yeah, double IPA, dipper, dipper. Yeah, you go. A dip of 8.2. Apologies are in order right out of the gate. Oh, we'll see if I accept it. <laughs> no, they're, they got to come from you. Why do I have to apologize? You got to apologize to the listeners because I can't remember if it was last show or the show before. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. But you put the fucking whammy on the weather report for this weekend because it is going to shit all over the place this weekend oh man i jinxed it was me what did i do i don't remember how how did i it was i think we were like 10 days out and i was like you know we're 10 days out oh, yeah, the weather right. doesn't look great <laughs> and you're like ah it's memorial day it always it always works out it's not Derek yeah. jeter day i mean jeter day i was confident i was like it's not raining <laughs> oh, memorial day well, there's one every year sometimes it fucking rains well i'm not apologizing for shit Mother Nature's a bitch, all right? I'm not going to apologize. Well, it's up to the listeners. They want to hold you responsible. It's really up to them. I mean, I'll still, I'll be all right. If they want to fucking bring it up, they get their own goddamn show and put it on there. All right. That's bottom line. Look, look, Mother Nature's a fickle bitch. What do you want me to do about it? It ain't going to rain on Monday, or it's going to rain a little bit on Monday, but that's the best one of the weekend, and I'm golfing, so that's all I really care about. That'll probably be the heaviest rain, 7.40 a.m. on Monday morning. Oh, yeah, I think it is supposed to rain Monday morning, too. <laughs> As I'm heading out there. Coming down. Listen, great holiday still, regardless. Unofficial start of summer. It's going to be fine, yeah. We're going to be great. We're going to make it. Burgers, fun. dogs, baseball. Yep. If it's not raining. NBA, out. NHL. It's a bender. It's a bender of a weekend. 
Yeah, that's true. That is true. It is uh, just just to get that extra day. Do you actually ever rest on that Monday, or is it just end up you end up saying like oh, I'm gonna take it easy on that Monday, and then like seven beers later you're like ah maybe next year. Uh, the Monday's tricky. You don't treat it quite like you do the Saturday or Sunday, or even the Friday for that matter, or the Thursday night, or the Thursday night. I would I would say you treat it almost like you do Friday, but in reverse. You do your damage at the beginning of the day then kind of wean yourself off. Whereas Friday, you may get out of work a little early and do your damage later on. Right. Bookends. Bookends yeah. of a weekend. Yep. You, treat it like a, you treat it like a Sunday, like you do a normal Sunday. I got told very bluntly today by uh, not a work, somebody we work with, not from my company, from another company, that there would be no chance I'd be hearing from them after noon tomorrow. Everybody's like, just everybody's pretty anxious to get out of here on a holiday weekend. I was like, don't tell me, bro. Like, I'm, I'm going to be doing my work until they tell me I can go, but it ain't going to be noon. But very bluntly, he was like, no, you won't be hearing from us until Tuesday. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that on most Fridays. Like, I'm ready to get out of here. On yeah. a holiday weekend Friday, yeah, it's a little different. I mean, I've been checked out since Wednesday afternoon, personally, but. Yeah. Listen and check. That could be any week, but yeah, the checkout yeah. is real. The checkout is absolutely real. Yeah, because you're you're sitting there on a Friday and you're just like, all right, there's if I'm here or not here, the same amount of work is getting done. Now your boss can come back at you. Well, we're paying you to be here, yeah, but some, you know what the fuck? I'm on a salary. What do you want from me? I don't do make some, the rules. Do some busy work or something. That busy work shit. That is for the birds. I have a, it's not real work. That's mo- most of my job is busy work, but yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, you made the key, the key on a ho- the key on a holiday weekend. This is what I try and do. Made a career is, of busy work. It's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you got to come in and do everything you can in the morning. See, I'm the king. You, could, I'm very good at looking busy when you got to shuffling around some papers. You know, a few staples here and there, mm-hmm. shuffling around some shit. On a holiday weekend, I feel like you got to do all your damage in the morning, get it all done, and then almost try and look like, yeah, I mean, nothing else to do around here, come like 1, 2 o'clock. See, that's just being good at your job, though. You just be, you're, you're managing your time wisely. I read something like humans are only really good for four strong hours of work a day, and the rest is bullshit. That's a lot. Four. Oh, that's if you maximize your effort. <sighs> Fucking Iron Man. But eight, hours. but eight hours just made. I'm just like when, whenever I feel like in the afternoon, like I'm just kind of slacking off a little bit. I'm like, well, it's not me; it's science. We can't argue. With right. Science. We just spent a whole year talking about. I got to believe the science. I can't throw that shit out the window now. It's not it's my chemicals. It's, it's some sort of imbalance going on in you. Yeah, there's, that's don't, not your fault. Don't blame me. Uh, yeah, hit the ground running, man. Just be, just finish, just bang what you got to do, and then if they let you go, then great. Hopefully, they let you go. Yeah, man, it's just, you're just, ah, yeah. What a fucking wait. I mean, I don't, it's like Shawshank, man. You really, I mean, the the, (laughs) the cubicle life, the cubicle life is a, you know, is a little bit of a, uh, it feels like a little bit of a prison at times. On Friday of a holiday weekend, man, you're just sitting there waiting for that parole board. Let me out of here. So let me out. And this uh, this this Memorial Day weekend kind of hits a little 
uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, a little more special because I, I was on the shelf last year, literally got sick the Friday night, really Saturday. I mean, I was sick all week and kind of denied it. But then oh, Saturday yeah. morning is when I finally That's right. had the temperature. That's right, because we did the show on Thursday about the No, we did the show Friday night about oh, uh, Friday night. my uh, Memorial Day story. Yeah. Right, the Memorial Day story. Yeah. My throat was killing me. I was pounding something, some sort of brown on the show. Assumed it would go away. I was taking allergy medicine all weekend. Uh, all week, I should say. And uh, well, Canadians just forced a game six. 59 seconds in the overtime. That was quick. Um, yeah, so this one's been – it's been two years, so I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, peeling myself off the mat. I thought you were going to say it's real special because uh, last year it was kind of – and, you know, nothing really happened. Everybody was isolated and stuff. Not made it all about you. No, yeah. I, I would have I would have found something to do last year. I, don't, I, I just – I couldn't. I was getting a COVID test that Sunday morning. It was hell. I don't remember what I did last Memorial Day. I remember doing the show with you, but I don't remember what I did last Memorial Day. I fucking ate Italian ice like an asshole. Throwing that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, I would I would have liked to have mixed in a adult beverage. Well, you could have poured something on top of it. Put a little yeah. uh, green alcohol on top of a watermelon ice. I was trying to do the I was trying to do the best I could with the hand I was dealt, and it was a shitty fucking hand. It was fucking razor blades, fucking razor blades, strep throat. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. All right, don't jinx yourself now. Headed into the holiday weekend. I don't want you waking up tomorrow with a little bit of uh, sniffle or anything. I know I'm not there yet. I'm not quite there yet. Uh, have you seen this Kate Winslet show on uh, HBO? The little mini series? No, I've not. I've heard nothing but good things though. I just caught up uh, before we came on. Uh, highly, highly recommend. Kind of recommend, or uh... I, mean, I don't really recommend TV shows, but it's it's been entertaining. I think the finale is this Sunday. Six episodes, eight. So I think it's six. It's a nice tight. Yeah, six. six is six is yeah. That was why I agreed to do it because it was nice and. I can't. I can't do like. Have you seen uh, or you've heard of Shit's Creek? Obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my wife went back and watched that show. It's a million seasons, half-hour episodes. Yeah. And I've been in the room when she's watching it. Very funny. I'm just, I'm not going back and doing homework. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's too much to, to commit to. For real. It just really is. You got to get on board. Like, I, can, I wonder about my kids. Like, I want them to watch The Sopranos when they get older. Because it's, it's such a good fucking show. But, like, how do you just tell somebody to watch six seasons of a show? Just, 86 so, episodes. That's so many. So, there's so much shit. They, they better hope there's a, another pandemic. They could fucking just uh, binge the show. Yeah. And then they'll have to binge talking to Sopranos afterwards. It's a whole lot of work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, the Kate Winslet show, the one thing you will love about it, it takes place in, I don't know, central Pennsylvania, somewhere in Pennsylvania, some little hick shit town. Mm -hmm. uh, but all she drinks is are rolling rocks. Excellent. Excellent. Little yingling, little yingling in there too, but Rolling Rock is her bear of choice in the fridge. She's always pounding them. Oh, She's nice. a cop, you know, detective. So yeah. Drinking away some some issues there. Some deep, Got deep rooted issues that she's uh that are very unresolved. Got a lot going on, I'm sure. 
Yeah, that's that's my recommendation. If you're a rolling rock guy, you'll appreciate it. I wouldn't mind watching a cop show where the cops like well adjusted. Just kind of gets that that side of things. They're always the same. They yeah. really are always Mental. the same. Stereotypical, yeah. just broken. Yeah, maybe we should marriage is shit. Yep. Kids are who knows I'm fifty fifty. Um, yeah, <laughs> the cops are never. Well, I mean, family matters. Great. Yeah, there you go. That it is. Carl Winslow was was the exception that proves the rule. Had it all. Well, he had some issues too. <laughs> he went. Not, not, had a, he had a little bit of a weight issue. I mean, that's all right. Not quite as dark as some other issues. He didn't strangle Urkel, which probably should have. About that. That, that was, was his number one issue. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking it's pre- pretty pretty good considering uh, the other other TV cops out there. I wouldn't call. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call Family Matters a cop show. <laughs> well, he had his moments. What kind I mean, of cop, what kind of cop was he? What was he like a traffic cop? What kind of cop was he? I'm Chicago PD, I think. Oh man, he he caught some bad guys. I think I, I can't. I'm not as in tuned with Family Matters as I am some of the other sitcoms, but he had a couple moments. I would like. I would like to see the uh, a little a little um, mashup of all the Carl Winslow actual police moments from the show. He had a few for sure. I mean, I mean, listen, the guy was looking for any excuse to get out of the house. He had his uh, wife's sister living there with her kid. He had how many kids? He got Urkel coming in from next door. He got what's his face? Eddie's friend Waldo. <laughs> Fucking Waldo, that idiot. I mean, the guy. <laughs> Couldn't wait to go risk his life on the street. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe this time the bad guys will win crossing his fingers. Please. Yeah. Please. I do remember the uh the one where Urkel got drunk. Mm. Was it Urkel got drunk? There that was is. Oh, shit. And he had a and he was like on top of a building. Was it was this oh, there's Urkel getting drunk. I don't know. Somebody like spiked the punch or something. And I don't know. Is he more, was, more tolerable drunk? Uh, no, I think the aunt. <laughs> not at all. I think the aunt had to save him. Maybe Aunt Rachel. Yeah, she was involved at some point. The sister, she had, you know, she had. It was her idea to spike the punch, and she didn't know it hurt Urkel. Like it hurt Urkel. Whatever. Was that the one where he got drunk and he had a, like tightrope walk on a clothesline or something ridiculous shit? Oh, and Carl. I think Carl had to save him, right? Then. Um, I'm thinking of a hot air balloon. There was one where a hot air balloon and Carl had to save him. A hot air balloon. Jesus. Oh, they always yeah. brought in the, uh, the hot air balloon and family matters reminds me of Uncle Jesse in Full House sky, that skydiving for parachuting, getting stuck in a tree. To be, that was a to be continued episode. <laughs> stuck in a tree? Yeah. I don't remember what happened. He might still be stuck there. I don't remember the second episode. Imagine waiting an entire week to see if Uncle Jesse got out of the fucking tree. Oh, man. TGIF. Yeah. Couldn't wait, man. All week. <laughs> not no Uncle Jesse. Could not have been the, could not have been the biggest hang. Uh, fuck. What's the word I'm looking for? The biggest. Cliffhanger? Uh, cliffhanger, yeah. Cliffhanger of all time. Do you, think the, do you think the kids respected Joey enough? Or was it just all Uncle Jesse? They called him Joey. They didn't even call him Uncle Joey. Guy moved in. Took care of you. He deserved the uncle title. <laughs> I don't have any memories 
of the show, really. But I'm going to say that you're probably right. I, he's a goofball. I wouldn't fucking. So he kind of deserved it. I, got, I wouldn't listen to that. Uh, I wouldn't listen to that guy. Cut it out. Like, all right. <laughs> Ranger, okay. What was the beaver he played? The beaver. Ranger, Ranger Dan? Ranger Rick? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, talking to the fucking Muppet. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The Red Wings jersey. Was Joey from Detroit or was he a bandwagon Red Wings fan? Because, <laughs> I mean, the Red Wings are one of those teams that just, you know, they're always good, you know, minus the last like, decade or so. But Yeah, up to, up to the late 90s. Yeah, they were really good. Nobody on the back, though, probably. It wasn't a Gordy Howe. That was – that was, that was got to investigate that. That was the Iserman Federoff years, right? Mm, I would say that was a little bit even before those guys. Because you figure yeah, four yeah, house like 94, debut, 93, 94, right? Yeah. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s when Full House. Full House was on a while, wasn't it? For a long time, feels like, yeah. That's not in the I, – I can't – I can only think of like one other right now. But that's not even in the pantheon <laughs> of great TV show slash movies with uh, hockey jerseys in them. It's okay. So you're talking sitcoms? No, no. TV. Any any time a hockey jersey shows up on any kind of pop culture type thing, and TV show, movie. Because the one that comes to mind to me is Clark Griswold. Blackhawks. Yeah, wearing the Blackhawks jersey, which I think says Griswold on the back. Actually, <sighs> that is that is a Clark. That Clark would do that. That's exactly Christmas, what he would do. Christmas vacations. I think I. I don't really like the Blackhawks that much. I was just gonna. I was gonna say I would think about wearing a a Griswold Blackhawks jersey, but I don't think so. I would do that. I like the Blackhawks. There's Sue in Swingers wearing a Kings jersey. Sue and okay, yeah, Gretzky. I think he's yeah. wearing a Gretzky. Probably, yeah. He's not wearing a uh, Luke Robitaille jersey or anything. No way. He goes off. He's going all ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, super fan, of course. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about how about uh, David Putty? Oh, Putty! <laughs> he was he was famously shirtless though. I don't know. <laughs> was he, was he, he wasn't wearing a Devils jersey at one point. No, he, no, he was. He took it off. At, that was like the end of the, of the show. But yeah, he's Devils jersey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Than, that's better than Uncle Joey Red Wings. And by the way, all three of those people I'm taking as hockey fans before I'm taking Uncle Joey as a hockey fan. Ah, there was one episode I can remember where he was watching hockey, though. He might really like is is Dave is Dave Coulier from Canada? Which Probably, is, but that doesn't explain like, no, the Red Wings. Detroit, that's a disgrace, is what it is. If he's from fucking Ottawa. Oh no, he's from Saint Clair Shores, Michigan. So he's a oh, probably okay, legit Red Wings fan. That's probably right. That's probably right next to Canada too. So he's a Canadian from Detroit, from Michigan. And that's probably, I mean, with the history that a lot of these Canadian teams have had, he's probably better off a Red Wings fan. True. He got the best of both worlds. True. And also, I feel like everyone knows this, but it's worth noting, Alanis Morissette. That was, yes. his, I don't think it was his, it was his ex-girlfriend. Or, she wrote a song about it. Yeah, Impossible did not think of Dave Couillet getting his, uh, getting his knob polished in a fucking movie <laughs> theater when you hear that song. You want to know? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just heard that song the other day, and uh, shit. What, I had a, I had a 
had a real thought about it too. And uh, she doubles down on a question. She goes, uh, when she said, she said something like, when I run my nails down someone else's back, hope you feel it. And then she just goes, well, can you feel it? I'm like, all right, back the fuck off, Alanis. Oh, yeah. Got your, oh, yeah. Got your point across. <laughs> the well, can you feel it is a spiteful line. She was torn up about it. He sounds like he ended it by that song. He handled it much, much better. Can you imagine? Uh, can't, can't be broken up over Dave Coulier. He fucked her up pretty bad, man. I mean, they, I don't know, Dave Coulier. The problem with Coulier is you, he's put next to Stamos and Saget, who are just two awesome dudes. And it's like, obviously, he's batting third in that lineup. But a lot of guys would be batting third. Who's, who's ahead of – I mean, Stamos is just well, yeah, no, the fucking hair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's got great fucking hair. Yeah, Stamos has like that 60s – 50s 60s cool and somehow made it work in the 90s and uh well i mean saget's not that cool man he's a fucking pillhead <laughs> no nah, saget's cool, ba- I, mean, yeah, cool. I know you love him i love him but i mean uh i don't know if like chicks are like swarming around him if he doesn't have a few bucks in his pocket no of course not I mean, yeah. no, he's no. It's definitely the fame, but that's a lot of guys, though. A lot of guys. Say that yeah, but Stamos could get laid if he was, uh, you know, working at Burger King. Right. Yeah. Could sell a popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah, the guy's very charming. Yeah, that's two. Can't use the same line two shows in a row. Yeah. Two shows in a row. Cross that one. Was... Cross that one out of your Rolodex. Use that one last show. There's no way I used that last show. Within it, within the last week, I heard that from you. Wasn't on the show. I haven't seen you the past week. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go listen to the. I didn't even listen to the last show. All right. I, I was disgusted. I was disgusted. I felt like it was a bad show, so I just didn't go back and listen to it. Was last was Monday a bad show? I don't know. We talked eulogies and. Uh, I don't have any facts to back that up. I just, it's just a vibe I get sometimes when we're yeah. taping. I'm like, that was bad. That's fair. <laughs> that happens to me more times than not. And I just get used to it. I got to send it out. We fucking recorded it. We just sent, we spent an hour and a half doing it. Uh, but I, ironically, the week before, no going back. did two shows and I felt like they were really good. So it's, it's, I don't think it's the first time I've ever felt good about two shows in a row. So the third one really never stood a chance. It did. Yeah, I mean, just, if you're just well, playing the odds. Yeah, probability laws and stuff. You can't. You're bound to have a shit one. How are we doing tonight so far? 20 minutes. I think tonight is much better than Monday. <laughs> um, a little bit. We got to step it up if it's going to be as good as the one uh, from last week. By the Let's way. Go. Holiday weekend. Let's go. Getting back to Kate Winslet for a second. Please. Have you seen her in anything other than Titanic? Uh, probably, but I don't know. I was I was going through her uh, filmography, TV and film. Yeah, I think at least the first thing I've watched her in since Titanic. Titanic's the only thing. And I got to be honest with you, she's one of those actresses that's she's great. Okay. And I really haven't seen that much of her body of work, but I know she's great. Like watching this show, I'm like, oh yeah, Kate Winslet, excellent. Does she do like a lot of romantic comedies and stuff? Uh, I think she did a lot of. Um, 
what do you call like pride and prejudice like shit oh, like that like shit my wife yeah. watches and i leave the room that those type yeah. of movies i gotcha yeah i'm looking through it now nothing like not even chick flicks there's different kinds of chick flicks there there's like the guy meets girl girl meets guy ha 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 rom-com then there's like the real like grinded out chick flicks where it's like a bunch of chicks in the 17th century sitting around knitting and shit i feel like she was doing those movies but i know she's she's english right she has an accent maybe i don't know i, don't Whatever. I think she does have an accent and she's playing a woman from you know cop from uh pennsylvania blue collar you know t- tough broad and like for her to be able to do that I mean, you got to respect her for Titanic, man. I was in the theater. I was 11 years old. She bared it all. I tip my cap to her. I owe a lot to her. You know what I mean? Great yep. actress. And still pretty good looking. They try and, like, dress her down in this role a little bit because, you know, she's a little tomboyish and stuff. Yeah. She's still got it. I'm here to tell you. She's still got it. You can't fool me. <laughs> Cannot fool me. Still got it. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Titanic's probably a little bit underrated these days because of how much hype it got back in 98. And th- and how much it's just, I mean, it's been it's been talked about for decades now, and it, you know, if you looked at every people have analyzed every frame of that movie time and again. I'm not saying it's like I'm not saying it's I, I love the movie. I'm not going to go watch it tomorrow, but it's probably I'd, I'd guess it's a little bit underrated, just because of how much we're kind of we were t- like beaten down with it. One the Celine them. Dion song. Oh, over, endless. Over. Although I do remember, if it was on and it played the clips from the movie, like yeah, you had to watch it. You know, I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about? Of course, the music yeah. video with this, yeah, with the yeah. scenes. That was course. pretty cool. That's like that. That's as a movie fan, that was pretty cool. Um, and you know, another thing is, it felt good. Um, as the person who single-handedly discovered Leonardo DiCaprio when he was on Growing Pains. And said, sure. That guy's gonna be a star. To see him get his big shot and kind of make it. So, it wasn't Gilbert Grape that did it for you when he played uh, Archie? No, I think I, I think I don't think I watched that when I was a kid because I'm like, what's the kid from Growing Pains doing here? Like this is more. Uh, he was climbing the tower. Kirk Cameron role. Well, I didn't really know how. I didn't really know how the how it worked at that point. But yeah, uh, basketball diaries I didn't see either, but. No, yeah, Growing Pains is what kicked it all off, definitely, for sure. He was, was he, what was he, adopted? Adopted kid? He's kind of, I'm not adopted, he's kind of misfit off the street type thing. Yeah, there's no way a doctor and whatever his wife did, there's no way they're taking that kid in real life. Dr. Jason Seaver was cut from a different cloth. I think maybe if you had a deal with uh, Mike and Ben Seaver, you're like, maybe, maybe we'll make it with this. Like, our genes mixing didn't work. Maybe this, mm-hmm. the streets can at least be better than these fucking losers. Yeah, that was, yeah. Alan <laughs> Thicke did steer the ship in that show. It's, I mean, when we were kids, we probably liked Kirk Cameron, but he's such a fucking mess now that it's impossible to like him. Yeah, he got a little too Jesus-y. Oh, he's yeah, overdid it with the Jesus. A little Jesus is one thing, but if you start yeah. doing infomercials and yeah. shit, it's a little much, Kirk. They did it they did a maskless uh hymnal or something over the holidays this year. Just a oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in California somewhere. Yeah, he's there. In the word in the in the words of the great Lieutenant Dan, it's Jesus this and Jesus that. Have you found Jesus yet, Kirk? Come on. <laughs> 
He thinks he is Jesus, maybe. Oh, that, yeah, it's a very good possibility. He, he, he is hoping that, uh, that he, he rises. He's definitely over 33 now, so. Oh, yes. He made it well past the age of Jesus' uh, ascension into heaven. Yeah. What percentage of people do you think actually think Jesus will come back in their lifetime? I think less than 10%. Uh, that's a, there's a lot of people that think that, man. There's a lot of people that are preparing for the end of the world that think it's going to happen. I just read something on this recently. The end of the world I could see. No, but I don't like, think Jesus is no, but like, showing up. No, but that end of the world. Like people actually thinking that that's going to happen. Fuck! Did I read this? I don't think I don't. I don't think I read like the whole article. I think I just kind of glanced over it. But that's what it was about. These uh, I forget what kind of Christians they are. That just they they believe that in their lifetime is when they'll be saved and schmucks like us will be left behind, and they will they'll get to ride the Corvette of Jesus back to heaven. And we get to stay here on Earth. Well, it'll be a much different Earth, like uh, damned damnation and you know whatever happens in that in the final chapter of the bible there uh yeah the it's old not, testament it's, that's the new testament i thought the old testament is when shit gets uh you know fire and hell he, whatever hell, no, fire, the, old, brimstone. The, the old testament has some shit but the, the new testament the last one is revelation and that's where like the the apocalypse and the three horsemen of the apocalypse come back and all that kind of shit it's pretty wild I would recommend. They should, why don't they make a movie about the Bible? You know, because I know enough about that. the Bible. The Ten Commandments. That's about the whole Bible, Old and no. New Testament. No, there's just about the Ten Commandments, and then there's of course the Passion and all that kind of shit. All these stuff. I wouldn't mind a revelation. That's what somebody should do. Is that last chapter where the world ends? And it's let me see the three horsemen of the apocalypse come down. That would be kind of. That'd be reckless, badass. So they're saying the world already ended back in whenever BC no, times. That it, no, that it would end. This is how. It's oh, that it happen. would end. This is yeah, how, this, okay. how, this is this is how it's going to happen because of course prophecy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people. I don't know if it's ten percent or five percent or three percent, but there's definitely uh, a good chunk of people out there who believe that they are amongst the chosen people. And they'll be uh, getting a one-way trip to, to heaven in their lifetime. The fucking arrogance. The fucking arrogance. Yeah, what is ego? As they sit there and judge every one of us, and you're going to be the fucking chosen person? Oh, <laughs> fucking judge. These are, these are the same people complaining about, you know, athletes making uh, $30 million a year. These pampered, fucking spoiled athletes. And you're going to say some guy's coming down from the sky for you? <laughs> Yeah, jerk off. Oh, man. That would be pretty wild, though, if you did come back. Yeah, it'd be a hell of a party, man. Unless he came back and he was pissed. But he... I'd be, I'd be fucking furious if I was Jesus. You, yeah, but not if guys like us, though. I'd be furious to the people who use his name for bullshit. That's what I'd be mad at. If I mean, I look. Oh, Jesus' heel turn would be incredible. Wait, wait a second. I'm not saying I'm not here to put words into Jesus' mouth. Let me make that very clear because I know he's a listener. Make that very clear. <laughs> but think about it though. There's a lot of people who profit off his name. There's a lot of people who use his name to like to make things sound rose, like whatever it is, like to to 
the, the Catholic Church has been doing it for, for years. They've been, whatever bullshit the Catholic Church wa- you know, wants, they, they do in his name. Mm-hmm. So I'd be pissed, and all these people are assholes. All these people are the worst of the worst. Like, do you think he wants politicians using his name to like, get voted into office? No fucking way. Jesus no. was, fam- was famously anti-establishment. So if he's pissed, he's not pissed at he's not pissed at us. I mean, maybe, um, but not for like being shithead alcoholics and we curse a lot and we eat meat on Friday a couple of times. Uh, no, not at all. Nah, he looked the other way on that. So certain thing. You got to take oh, the battles. I mean, he Jesus, might give so. us a, he might give us a stern talking to, but you know he's got bigger fish to fry than us. I would I would hope so. I would hope him at the top of Jesus's list. Yeah, how about, how about he, he, was, he was best friends with a hooker. I mean, I was like his buddy. I was his BFF, man. And Mary? Yeah, Mary Magdalene, that whore. He was best friends with her. Yeah. Yeah, he was, you know, he was man of the people. Really, he was like the people's champ, Jesus. Yeah, turning over the, uh, the what do you call it, the, um, the tables at the market where the uh, tax collector was and shit. Yeah, water into wine. Okay, well, that was Mary kind of. Mary had to give him a, you know, had to. That's the mother's power right there. I'm like, look, Jesus, I know you're not supposed to use these kind of powers, but I mean, thirsty. There's a they're thirsty. <laughs> give him some fucking, give him some wine, would you? Yeah, there's okay. a uh, there's a religious station on FN, okay, 101.9. It's supposed to be the fan, WFAN. Mm-hmm. For some reason, when I drive around, it's some religious station. Okay. I do tune into it sometimes when I can't find anything for uh, purely entertainment purposes. Yeah, it's one of those religious statements that's very, very like uptight, holier than thou. Got to call you know, And then Jesus came. Yeah, they, oh, they take callers. Oh, they take <laughs> callers. That's the best part of the show is when they take the callers. I wonder, I wonder if we call in and say we're the host of Sunday Poor if they'll think we're religious because it's Sunday. <laughs> poor, wine, yeah. yeah it could be. Sunday poor, maybe Sunday poor, P O O R. P O, yeah, even better. <laughs> even better. Uh, is there a possibility in your brain that Jesus never existed? Because I have uh, often thought about this. No, I, I'm pretty sure he existed. I'm pretty Come sure. Come to he, my head, I think, he, I think he may not have existed. Oh, I think he existed. I think he was a real person. I just thought the story behind it is a little suspect. The story, yeah. The, the, story, the main story is the, the part in question for sure. Right. Well, but I just think about like Babe Ruth at this point is basically myth. There's going to be people a thousand years from now questioning if Babe Ruth existed. Well, there's video of Babe, of Babe Ruth though. You got to go even further back than Babe. Okay. So who's the first guy that you could really question their existence? Like, oh, it has the- to be before it's George Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all these, yeah. I mean, we're Eric the Red or something, some Viking. For sure, like Columbus existed. Yeah, Vikings and shit, and Napoleon. Like these people are just in history is they're like superheroes. Yeah, but they all exist. Oh, that's why I'm, that's why I'm fairly certain Jesus existed. Uh, how that whole thing worked out is really odd, though. And how were the stories handed down, like in? in... They were just drawn on like a wall in a cave. The Bible, man. They all wrote the Bible. 
Yeah, I know, but I just feel like, I don't know. There's some short stories in there from some suspect people. And what they were doing, eating mushrooms out of the ground. I don't know. I'm just saying we need to, uh, like, we need to be prepared for maybe Jesus wasn't real. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, the, the story might not be real, but I, I'm pretty certain he was just, he was a real person, though. One way or the See, other. it's possible that he was just like a carpenter. Carpenter's and like he, and, he fixed uh, something once and then it, it just got blown out of proportion. Well, I mean, the whole thing about the Immaculate Conception, that's where my suspicion starts. Well, yeah, if science is telling us anything, that's probably not a real story. Jesus didn't look anything like Joseph. Of course he didn't look anything like Joseph. No, no, that's not it's not the baker's son. No, 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 it's uh, God's son. Yeah, right, 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 right. So I look, I'm in no position to again, I don't wanna I don't wanna be smirch Jesus. God forbid he comes back this weekend. I don't wanna be in a position that you know, I'd be red faced if, if I don't listen to Thursday don't listen to Thursday's show, man. Oh yeah. I mean uh, that'd yeah. be the all time Sunday poor jinx is if Jesus comes <laughs> back. Forget about the weather, forget about raining on Memorial Day. And Jesus comes back, we're just sitting here ready to celebrate. The holiday, like, of course. Fucking of course, this guy. Well, yeah, I couldn't rain. wait till goddamn August. You, you want rain, assholes? <laughs> Here you go. Here's a, <laughs> a, here's a flood. Uh, all right. Whatever. So, if, he, if he comes back, it's going to be Sunday poor with two O's. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not sure how to segue this, but this is uh, – I just cracked open the beer. It is from Berkshire Brewing Company. Hoosack Tunnel, Amber Ale, Crafters of Fine Ales and Lagers. Hoosack? Hoosack Tunnel. I don't want to know It's a cool little can, actually. That's a cool can. Cameras, there you go. Uh, Oh, yeah, train. There's a train. Number 12? Number Number 12. 12. Clay Bellinger. Uh, Andy Phillips. (laughs) Let's see if I can get you a percentage on this. I'm sure it's an Amber Ale. It's probably like a five percenter. Uh, whatever. I'll just figure it out on the fly. All right, anyway, let's take his first sip. Uh, let it let it roll over the taste buds there. No. Yeah, that's a. Uh, if anyone's been to Thimble Island and Brantford, it's like they're American. Now. All right. I don't know. They end go. up all tasting the same to me. I don't know. How much wine? Malt. Did you have? It's a malt. Uh, I had. Uh, right, cleanse the palate. I had a couple glasses, couple couple hefty glasses of wine. Moving on to beer now. You got any brown over there? It's a little brown. Why not? I have uh, do. I'll grab the doers. That's all I have for brown down here. There you go. I don't feel like taking the walk. Memorial Day. Let's start it off right. Maybe the second coming of Jesus. Hey, if he's if he's not coming back, if he's not coming back after that uh, segment. I don't know. I don't know what's going to drag them back. And so how long do you listen to the religious channel over there? Ah, man, maybe like three minutes at a clip, four minutes, depending on how entertaining. The caller is the best part. When you get someone who's really into it, and then the host buys it, everyone buys in, and it's just, I don't know. I like, uh, I don't know what that makes me that I like listening to that. Like, I'll read Twitter beefs of, like, two political people, or I, the best is when it's like a hundred people. It's like a Royal Rumble. People come in from the top <laughs> rope. Like I love reading that shit for entertainment purposes. Cause I don't, 
I don't treat them like they're real people. I just treat them like they're just Twitter bots, sure. even though unfortunately they are real. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I try and I try and find the entertainment and uh, just awful bullshit like Twitter beefs and religious channels. Maybe I'm a glass half full guy after all. Yeah, look at you finding the bright side of this shit. Never would have, yeah. never would have expected it. <laughs> there you go. I try, I try and find the, I try and find the humor and shit. What can I say? You know, if you don't, if you don't find the humor and shit, it's fetal position from here on out. The booze helps too. <laughs> so the, 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 the closest I've ever been to watching like one of these religious shows is back in the day. Mace, the rapper, used used to. He retired at some point, you know, did sermons. Like, he would be on the Channel 10 or whatever it was where I grew up, the religious channel, giving sermons. He had his three-piece suit on. Not a three-piece suit. What's the one? Um, fedora. Not a fedora. What's the suit? That's a regular suit. has like the, has like the three buttons, and you button the middle one. This one is the one, like, you brought over. What was that kind of suit called? You brought oh, over. Yeah, it's like, so it came down, and then you, like, one side folded over, so you had two buttons like over here, like on your, on the left side of your stomach. Did he have a chain? Did he have a chain hanging? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember the suit. I don't know what that's called. I mean, it's I like it, it was like a Steve Harvey suit, but a little more with like a little bit of the Joker from the Batman flavor to it. Uh, hmm. Awesome, and it's Mace, of course. Like you're locked in. He's just preaching. Uh, but I never listened to these calling shows. I'm really, and I got a. 1019. 1019. I don't, it, it's supposed to be WFAN, but it comes in as a fan for me when I ever go by it. But now I gotta must be my car. I don't know. I, I, I don't gotta, know. I gotta, I gotta check it to be sure. I got. I gotta hear these callers, man. Oh yeah, people. People get really. Uh, people get into it, man. They get into it. Let me. I, gotta, I don't know. I guess. I guess it's not. Is it any more weird than the WFAN caller? Because those callers can be something, too. Yeah, it is weirder. I mean, the Knicks game happened last night. At least they're talking about something current. <laughs> right? I, I mean, it's, it's, what are they talking about on the religious channel? All right. So they're a little dated, the religious Gal caller, I guess. I don't, I don't want to hear Galilee in my phone calls from radio callers. What if they are talking about current events? I, I, mean, I did hear. Oh, I remember one call that I can remember specifically. This is probably the only one. I think the guy was was talking about how. Oh man, I wish I knew what religion he was shitting on. He was kind of shitting on a religion, I think, or something. He was saying how like these people. He's talking about how like certain like preachers or pastors in a certain religion, kind of carry themselves like bigger than they are. Is that and all of them? Yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, that's the business model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. That's religion 101. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, they, you don't get to that, that point without being a little cocky that you know what's up. They used, if you're telling me that you speak for God, then yeah, you've got a little bit of a fucking ego. It's a serious ego. I mean, uh, yeah. Man, we, I mean, end up on, we end up on religion a lot on this show. Maybe we are Sunday poor, P-O-O-R. Hey, we, man, it's, we, I always say it's therapy. It's one of those things that I can't – I got to wrap my brain around. You know? It's one of those things, like, I'm constantly questioning myself. 
You know, you ever drive by a church and see those people walking out and you're like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I do because I'm like, we got <laughs> we got to get to the diner before they do. That's where they're headed. Oh yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, that that is a big thing. That you is a big got, thing. Sunday morning breakfast. If you're a professional diner goer, you plan your visit to the diner around the church schedule. Right. You got to know. You got to know the church schedule. Like if yeah. you see anything about me googling what time mass in, it's because there's like a diner trip yep. involved. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's big. Because they pack those diners, man, oh, after yeah. Mass. Yep. Got to know. Because oh, no, there's nothing, wor- there's no worse diner feeling than walking and seeing just a packed house of people in funny hats and suits. And mm. shit. Of course, it's 11.15, of course. 10 o'clock Mass got out, and here they all are. I think you're dating yourself a little bit with the suits. You know, if history yeah, like has history. taught us anything, yeah. the, the attire at church is probably... Yeah tailed off i did no i that's <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the uh visual is now but yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> oh now it's people just rolling out of bed man just going in and getting there getting saved for the week man do, you think, do people go to church in like uh pajama pants Ooh, that's a i mean i'm sure you see i'm sure it's like anything else you see one or two people where you're like oh, oh. come on you slob I mean, but I think it's mostly like, you know, a lot of uh, maybe around here, like jeans and a windbreaker, which is back in the day, you kind of frown uh, upon. Now it's probably a lot more accepted. And our grandmother would not stand for people wearing jeans in church. <laughs> no way. No, no, no way. Yeah. Chinos. No, can't wear those in church, man. Oh, no. I mean, back in the day, forget it. You know, you, you yeah. go, there was a suit back in the day. Yeah. Yep. You had our Sunday best. Yep. Yeah, the expression comes from. Even my father would wear, I mean, just like dress pants, not like tailored dress pants, but nice pants and a button down. You know, he wasn't wearing uh, the May suit or anything, but he had to look, he had to look decent going into going to church. What does the priest wear under the robe? You don't want, you don't, yeah, I got a few altar boys, so I'll tell you. <laughs> you really want the full story. I bet you they do jeans. Bet you there's a pair of jeans under there. Did you hear about the priest that uh, I think he's dead now, but they they, they convicted him or found him guilty of uh, killing an altar boy back in the seventies? What? No. Yeah. Where's so, the local? I think it was. Uh, I don't want to say Massachusetts, but I thought it was like up north that way. No, Massachusetts. Yeah, long history of uh, petter asses up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, they just he they don't have the whole story, but you know. He just one. They found him like in a creek somewhere. After like in his uh, in his Catholic school uniform, and they didn't sell the, didn't sell the murder until now. His family, you know, his family obviously. But I mean, come on, that's a horrible thing. I mean, you're a priest. You, I mean, obviously, no. It was like some sort of unwanted advances, and didn't want anybody to find out. No, we would. Yeah. In the seventies, think of blaming the priest. I mean, this uh, certain oh, people, yeah. certain people in the seventies were just like looked at in a different light. Teachers, priests. I mean, now, yeah. now we question everybody. Teachers, priests, uh, police, people, you know, policemen. We question everybody now. Nobody trusts anybody now. Uh, but back then, if you had a certain title or position, you were looked at like, I mean, in a priest case, you're looked at as like God on earth, basically. 
Could yeah, the pre- I mean, oh, yeah, they would have people would have the priest over. That's another thing. How many people nowadays are having the priest over for dinner? I played golf with the priest when I was a kid. Cool ass priest, but I played golf with the priest. Good, good, good guy. You could vouch for him. I, I yeah, I vouch for him, thousand percent, and hit the ton out of the ball. Hit the fucking snot out of the ball. I don't know if I could ever. I know some priests that I like over the years. I don't know if I could necessarily vouch for any of them as not. I mean, it's a terrible thing to say. What a stereotype to have attached to you. Pedophile. It's a lot to overcome. It's a lot to. I mean, I can't think of anything worse. Like, what would make you want to become a priest nowadays? Yeah. Like, oh, that's that's the profession where everyone thinks you touch kids. That's for me. Like, what? It's a good place to hide for some people, I guess. I mean, I ask myself, like, why you'd want to become a cop nowadays with what's going on there? Priest. Rather be be a cop than a priest, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd rather... And cop is terrible. Cop feels like a terrible job, but priest is even worse. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's it's a stereotype. You can be the best priest ever. I mean, no no one wants to talk to you. No one wants to spend time with you. God forbid. God forbid something. Somebody says something. Like uh, that alludes to something. Although no taxes, though, it's nice. Okay, there's a pot. There's a pro. All right, one for That's the pro session. It. Yep. The stigma, though, attached to you. It's yeah. A stench. Yeah, because you, yeah, you're not. Women aren't really coming over. You don't really have that going for you. You get you get you get shit faced. Yeah, it's the only uniform that I. It's the only uniform that I feel like women aren't attracted to. <laughs> Cop, fireman. Army, yeah, for sure. No one's attracted to that pale, not pale, but, you know, that plain black with the white collar. Well, now, I'm sure there's a few people with that fetish. And then the past few years, there's been, like, The Young Pope, that TV show. And then there Oh, was I a, tried watching that. I couldn't, couldn't do it. There's another show with, uh, I don't I even know what the fucking name of the show was. I just know there's a character in, that was called The Hot Priest. So, like, there's some, <laughs> there's some sort of renaissance so to speak for sexualizing priests <laughs> i guess so, yeah then there's a nun there's a nun outfit like like the schoolgirl outfit i like you know cheerleader nun i can't get it i can't get up for the nun outfit no the nun is it's just very i don't know nuns are like you know the story of nuns it's evil i mean i picture hitting you with rulers and shit i picture a thousand year old woman like i just can't doesn't do it for me man was like a mole and shit. Not like Kramer. Kramer turned a nun. Got her to quit the practice, whatever you call it. Kramer turned a nun. Yeah. And he turned a lesbian. Yes. He stole Susan's. Yes. George's. Before George was Susan, Susan was with a woman. He was magnetic. I remember, I just watched that episode. George comes in steam and he's like, he's. <laughs> He's like, I push him to the other way, and Kramer's pulling him back. <laughs> <laughs> he was magnetic, Cosmo. I mean, yeah, he was uh, he, un- under the radar. Under the radar, you know? Yeah, he was. I mean, they, the, 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 the poon, well, and you bring Elaine into it, too. Like, just the action those characters got in that show was just unheard of. Every one of them was. Well, did, yeah, Jerry, you, I feel like Jerry, comedian, 
Yeah, Mike. So you could see him. Yeah, you could see him doing okay. You know, you see him on TV on the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. Although he was Uh, like, he was like a little lesser of what he was in real life on that show. But even still, you're in nightclubs and shit like things happen. Yeah, they're quick. They're funny. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's witty. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Of of all those people though on that show, the characters themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all, I mean, the base of that show is they were all terrible people with, like, zero redeeming qualities. Yeah, love them. I think, love them all. I, right. I think Kramer actually had a little bit of a heart above the, the other three. The, the other three were just probably garbage humans. <laughs> I feel like Kramer had a little bit of a heart, though. I've never thought of this. This is a great exercise. I don't, wow. Who's the, well, who's the worst? Who's the worst? George. George has to be George. <laughs> Not even a question. George is easily, I mean, he's the best, but he's the worst. Right, so he's your favorite and he's the worst. Oh, I mean, who, yeah. George is, I mean, it's incredible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was the quickest response we've ever had. Kramer tried to spring the pig man. Yes. That's how he had a little bit yeah. of a heart. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to think of another one. I don't know. He was upset when he took the nun, when he stole the nun there from, you know, from her uh, ceremony. He was upset with himself. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had a little oh. bit of, uh, yeah, he had somewhat of a conscience compared to the other three. With, uh, with the, with the, um, Jerry was banging the Olympic, the gymnast, the Olympic gymnast. He was trying to help her out. Jerry was trying to sabotage the whole thing just to get right. a little action. Being a co- oh, he yeah. poured water on her doves. That was an accident. That but, was yeah. an accident. Yeah, unfortunate accident. But if he had been a little more attentive to what was going on, you know, maybe he would have known the doves were down there. Right, right. Also, I mean, don't leave him in harm's way like that. You better take care of your doves. That was just carelessness, though, on uh, on her part. It was. And then she ended up having to, what, sing, which was a disaster. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> No. I uh, I got to run something by it because there's nothing not that makes me laugh more than to myself more than uh, like how how just like programmed people are. We've talked about this before, but like how programmed people are. And I had another one of those sure. this week. So uh, I had to go to a, I got, my godfather died this week, so I had to go to the funeral. Oh, jeez. On uh, on Saturday, yeah. Condolences. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, not great, but whatever. I mean, he was old and not doing well and you know these things happen but uh great guy will be missed um but on on uh thursday yesterday these things happen is that a tony soprano line oh maybe yeah yeah (laughs) a lot of my (laughs) a lot a lot of how i deal with these things come from sopranos i guess what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) please please she didn't suffer uh so um yesterday it's my kid's kids baseball games and after the game i go to see my kids coach now let me just say this like the coaches are great i love the coaching staff they work really well together whatever they're wonderful guys afterwards i approach them i tell them you know we got to have we got to go to a funeral on saturday i don't think anthony can make his game all right the guy says uh you know oh so sorry that's terrible you know just uh if you can make it great if not no big deal let me know and then I had to ask, I was like, there's no practice on Monday because it's hot. Memorial Day, just be sure. I won't be there on Saturday to find out. There's no practice on Monday. Right. Okay. 
She goes, all right, guys, well, uh, have an awesome weekend. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Have an awesome I just told you I went to a fucking funeral on Saturday. <laughs> have an awesome weekend. Yeah. And then, like, he stopped in his tracks, like, turned around, and he's like, well, as awesome as it can be. I'm like, yeah. He doubled <laughs> like, down. He yeah. should have <laughs> let it sit. Like, on Saturday, I'm like, well, this was fairly awesome, considering... But uh, what, you know, just it just it cracks me up how a lot like people are just so into their own heads that they don't they just they don't think. Like I know he's a busy guy. And he just I'm sure he like worked all day and he had practice. You know, he came right to baseball and like he hasn't talked to his own family all fucking day, and he's got to deal with the goddamn kids and shit. And it's a fucking pain in the ass. But it just it always cracks me up, man. When they just don't think before they say anything, and it's the, the biggest foot in the mouth. But it's just, it's just it's, that's human nature, I think. But uh, it never ceases to, to make me crack a smile. He was in Little League coach mode, you know? Oh, I know. I know. It's just so, it's funny to me. I, I'm not blaming the guy at all. Like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me in the least. It just, it always makes me laugh. Yeah. Completely. Have an awesome weekend. <laughs> completely, completely in Little League coach mode. Because if you told me have an awesome weekend, I'd fucking <laughs> question you a few times. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah you got to give them a little bit of a pass but yeah that's just no, somebody I, that's in their uh yeah they're just in their own they're in their own head a little bit oh yeah no i give them i give everybody a pass because uh like i said it's just it's it's just it's everybody's programmed in a certain way but it, it always makes me it, it's just always uh i'm always on the lookout for those things it'll it'll work at the office is where you see it all the time everybody just fucking going through the going through the motions and saying, you know, they're saying the responses just, just to say them and just because you have to say something and not, not wanting to think. Like, will a popular one tomorrow be like, what do you got planned for the weekend? Picnics? Or like, is that like the small talk for going into a holiday weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at home, so no, I have to deal with any of that shit. But yeah, oh. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, like the classic one on Tuesday when I go back, it's like, how's your weekend? I guarantee I get at least two people saying it was too fucking short. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that's a popular one. Um, yeah, there's a yeah. What is the going into the holiday weekend? You got any plans? Yeah, I mean that's like that's I mean they really, what answering that question. That's really that's really testing a person's patience. Like, how much did you really want to hear about my fucking weekend? If someone asks you what your plans are going into the weekend, do you actually give them what you're doing? You just give them like ten percent barbecue. You know, have a couple, have a burger, have a have a beer, that that kind of thing. That's it. Yeah, burgers, dogs. Yeah. Yeah, me and keg. I, yeah, I don't tell them I'm doing keg stands and shit on Sunday morning. No. Right, you can't give them that information. <laughs> that's that's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's crossing the line. And in return, you know, I mean, you don't want to hear about their entire weekend. It's just give me the broad. Uh, bite the bullet. I'm like, yeah, you. Uh, it's like, that's such a defeatist thing to it's say. like those old, uh, yeah, like those old uh, Budweiser commercials. When it was the guy from up, remember the guys from up north? Like, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? And the guy from down, <laughs> down south would walk in. They'd ask him how he's doing. And he'd be like, I'm doing just fine. I just came <laughs> in from, and he'd actually tell you how he was doing. <laughs> That's what like small talk is with like people who don't know how small talk is supposed to work. It's like no, it's short yeah. and sweet. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to know like every hour what you're gonna what you're gonna be doing. We could how you we we could do how you doing with the family for like six hours basically. 
That's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> so what are you up to this weekend? What are you got going? I'm dodging. I'm, I'm apparently I'm dodging raindrops all weekend. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Oh man. There's certain days that just always hit too, and this is usually one of them. This is bullshit. We gotta wait till next year for uh, a good Memorial Day. Because you were sick. That's the way it's looking. Nobody had a good Memorial Day last year because you were sick. So, right. I I'm, <laughs> I carry the holiday. What can I say? <laughs> By the way, I gotta I gotta say this. Yeah. I was thinking about like post show around, but I'm I was gonna say because I think it's this is worthy of. Um, this is worthy of the D show, regular show. Bring it on, let's go. Um, and you can tell me, it, tell me if I'm being unfair here. I don't think you're going to, because I, I think you're probably on the same page. Um, now I understand the irony in what I'm about to say, because a lot of Knicks fans are also Yankee fans. But I don't know if you saw the scene outside of MSG last night. Seventh Avenue got shut down. Ridiculous. Embarrassing. I mean, this is a once proud franchise. And this isn't, this isn't a, a shot at the team. Because I actually don't mind the team. I like Fibs. I love yep. Fibs. Yep. I coach my team any day. Yep. I love D-Rose. Yeah. Always been a D-Rose guy. Yep. Uh, I liked Randall coming into college. I mean, I, or coming out of college. Not a huge Randall guy, but like, I have nothing against him. A lot of these guys, like, what are you going to hate Reggie Bullock? Like, like, it's nothing against the team. Yeah, but no, the they're... fan base, the, the last 20 years has broken their brains and maybe a little bit of COVID mixed in. They're broken. They are broken people. Yeah, it's – like, first, act like you've been there before. I mean, they, a lot of them haven't been, I guess, but that's really embarrassing. It's, act, though. Act. Pretend. Yeah, it's one – You haven't been, but act. One win in the playoffs, like – and – an overall scheme, like a lot of franchises have gone longer than that without a playoff victory. Like, I don't think the Seattle Manners are going to be fucking turning over cars and shit when they win a playoff game. LD sitting. Is that LD sitting courtside? The Laker game? Wow. Oh, shit. I had the hockey game on. Yeah. Um, it's moments past, I think. But uh, I think that was him. Nice. But, yeah, I uh, – I mean – one playoff win? It, what What are they going to do if they win the series? Oh, we don't worry, worry about that. Well, they might win the first round. I don't know, but uh, no, I mean I, the the actual first round series. Like, yeah, yeah. Are we Are we going to look at like if they win this? Let's say they win in seven, big dramatic game seven at the Garden. Are we looking at like a college town atmosphere, like UConn when they won, or you know? Duke down in on or UNC and Chapel. Like, what are what are we looking at with these people? And I know COVID is a little bit. People are pumped to be back. Yeah, and yeah. I can't. I know that's part of it. I understand. It's happening everywhere. That's happening everywhere, though. Only that. Only what's happening in in MSG is happening there, though. COVID happened everywhere. No, this fan base is carrying themselves like a small market team with a chip on their shoulder. That's you're supposed to be. Uh, they're carrying themselves. The Knicks. They're carrying themselves lower. What? Not even. Not even like. They're carrying themselves like a high school team that just beat the Hawks. 
Like that's that's <laughs> how our that's how our lay of the peace high school would celebrate if they just if they beat the fucking Hawks. It's one game in the playoffs. It's not it's not a good look, man. It, we're it's emba- it's embarrassing. Everybody except I think it's except, embarrassing. I do think except, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to everybody except Knicks fans who are like, "This is New York. This is how we do it in New York." Like, no, it's not how we do it in New York. It's not. This is the same. Yeah, you're fan- the only New York team that's doing this. This what is the is- same fan base who who sleptwalked through how many division series and and ALCS series when the Yankees were like borderline contenders. Right. This is the same fan base who complained when we were standing up at a ALCS game, at a fucking American League Championship Series game. Same people. Yeah. I know, and the Knicks, and look, and the Knicks are different. There's the, the, something much different from the Knicks and every other team in New York. Something to do with MSG and being like just in the middle of the action, Times Square, right, right up the street there. There's yeah. something different because it's right there in the heart of New York. Well, right? they're also very hungry, though. I mean, it's been... You saw yeah. the Yankees in 95, how, what that crowd was like. Yeah, raucous. Yeah. Yep. So there is something to be said about that hunger, I just think. And also, did you, I mean, did you see they were handing out pieces of paper last night of what to chant at Trey Young? That's not New York. Trey is balding, someone posted. Yeah. Was on a, that's not New York. Yeah, I don't mind the communication. The, the, you know, telling fans what to chant. Well, who well who printed it out though? I don't know, but that's to me, it, that's just not New York. If it, if it was just some random guy who's got who's an intern someplace was like using company paper to print this shit out, that I have no problem with that. If it was, if it was in you know a Nick's office somewhere, I got a problem with that. If it was some like twenty five year old kid who was like, yeah, right, right, doing this, whatever, and it's like put a bunch of them out. That's just being creative as a fan. I don't mind that. I got to say, I, I don't think that's very New York. Nick's, Nick's employee doing it's a problem. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I gotta, I'd got. i have to find the actual picture on on yeah, Twitter to see. Yeah, I saw. I don't think it's on Nick's letterhead, but it is, that doesn't prove No, I don't crazy. think it's Nick's letterhead, but no, who no, knows? That doesn't prove anything, but I'm just saying. I mean, if someone handed me something to chant at a game, they get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There were no fuck Altuve uh, cheat codes or cheat. Uh, I mean, I would hope not. Was, no, I would hope not. That was a pretty simple one. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, for, you know, for a fan base that likes to, you know, tout their horn, the Mecca, Mecca this, Mecca that. I mean, it's the Mecca for the opposition 90% of the time. So that's. The Mecca yeah, yeah. is the Mecca because of Jordan and LeBron, guys like that, Kobe, Reggie Miller. I mean, you guys, you know, Willis Reed was 50 years ago. So, I, I mean, if there was ever a fan base that just needed to, like, try and pipe down a little bit. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to put myself – I like, to, you know, it's called empathy, putting yourself in other people's shoes. How I would feel if I was a fan of that team, I truly think I would be embarrassed. Listen, man, the, Island, the Islanders won a series against the favored Penguins yesterday. Yes. And in, in the barn where, you know, there'll be like – maybe they'll play a couple of games there once they start playing in Belmont. Like maybe like they'll have the occasional special game there. Yeah. So, you know, like a lot of people who were there last night, 
That was our first playoff win at the barn, playoff series win at the barn since 93. Right, because they since, played at Barclays and the bubble, right? Right, since, since 1993, that was their first playoff win on Long Island. All right. So, and a lot of people, you know, could be their last time at, at Nassau, last time seeing them there. I mean, they handle it better than Knicks fans over fucking – and Islanders aren't, you know, a model franchise by any stretch of the imagination. But they handled it better. I will say, crazy night though. The barn rocking and MSG rocking. That was kind of yeah. kind of awesome. I mean, this yeah. is as a sports fan. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was wild. It was a clean sweep last night. Obviously, the baseball teams didn't play, but clean sweep from the hockey and the uh, and the basketball. I was just. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's not. It's I don't not want. Good. I don't want to bring up the Nets, but like. The Knicks, if I was a Knicks fan, man, the last I – would, I would be embarrassed to do think, an anti-Nets chant. They did, no? an anti, they did an anti-Nets chant last night? I mean, outside. I mean, I, it, was, it could have been one thing for like five minutes, but oh, I would be that's... embarrassed. Yeah, you, we're supposed to be, the Nets are supposed to be the little brother that you don't give a shit about. Right, which they – I mean, they are. Like, yeah. And the only thing that the Knicks have on the, I mean, the only, yeah, the only thing the Knicks really have on the Nets is they have more fans. Yeah, no, I mean, but the Nets could win seven championships in a row, and it's still a Nick town. That's there's right. No one would give a shit. Right, no one would really care. I don't think any Nets fan gives a shit though. No, I don't see why you would. Like, no. like, like as a Yankee fan, when the Mets were in the uh, World Series in 2015. When they made their run, I think the Yankees lost in the wild card game that year. So it was, it was yeah. basically a Mets October. Yeah. It didn't make me feel any better that we have more fans than the Mets. I was like, oh, fuck. The Mets are better this year. This, this sucks. Like, and the, and the, Knicks, the Knicks fans keep trying to just make it spot like, we have more fans. No one cares about you. Yes and yes. Correct. Yeah. But you're the fucking – you've been inept for 20 years. Shut you're the on, fuck up. You're on fucking 7th Avenue. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right in the heart of Manhattan. Yeah. Like Times Square is a eight-minute walk. Give me a reason to root for your team over the past 20 years. Mm. Give me a reason to root for them. Oh, we have more fans. Great. You sell more jerseys? Okay. So you, you lost money on this deal, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I am – yeah, right, right. I am, I am intrigued about this series, though, because – it was funny. I swear, coming into this series, because I did, I didn't mind this Knicks team this year. I really didn't. Like I said, Thibs, Rose, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. I came in being like, you know what? The Knicks winning this series would be, it'd be better for the fan, like listening. Knicks, New York, and Philly next round would be awesome. Oh, all man. it took was one game, and I was like, I hope the Hawks fucking slaughter this team. <laughs> I said, all it took, man. I have to admit, like I've hated the Knicks my whole life, and this year, like I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with the Knicks, you know. They're all right. I know they're not a threat to win the title, so, like, it's no big deal. Yeah. But, yeah, all it took was one game, and then I, I watched the fourth quarter last night, and I was just <laughs> – I couldn't help it. I, I just found myself rooting against them. So, I hope Trey Young scored 85 in the game fan. three. <laughs> and they win. And they win. <laughs> the, the fans the fans ruined it for it. The fans ruined it for me, man. I, I really – I can't think of anyone on the actual team I'm trying to think that I really don't like. Yeah, no, they're they are like a quote unquote likable team, and it's a lot, a lot like the Nets were for a couple... Knicks team, dude. I, I mean, yeah. I've hated Knicks Car- Carmelo and Jr. 
going Mark, back to like yeah. the Oakley and Ewing. Like I hated Alex Brewell. I hated those teams. This is the first Knicks team where I was like, oh, I don't mind these guys. Let me let me tune into a game in the fourth quarter to see how the Knicks are doing. They're scrappy underdogs, you know. Um, but yeah, but I can't. Their fans ruined it. They ruined it for me. Who who's your favorite? This is real quick. I'll make a whole conversation about it. But who's your favorite Nick? Uh, let's just say, nineteen nineties. Yeah, nineteen ninety. No, nineteen ninety two, two thousand fifteen, something like that. Wow. I mean, I've really hated the Knicks. Um. Mm, all right, I don't want to think too hard. The first guy that comes to my mind it was never a concern of mine. That you're gonna think too hard. Well, I am because I don't. I don't want to take up too much dead air, like Francesca. Like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> um, oh, does LJ count? I mean, he's yeah, a Nick. Ab- absolutely, yeah, of course. I liked LJ and the Hornets. Uh, family matters, Grandmama. That's right. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. It's full circle. I did. I, I didn't mind Allen Houston either. I think he's so that, silky smooth, man. That awesome yeah. shot against the Heat when they yeah, were the eight hang, seed. Hanging there, yep. Yeah, Van Gundy. Handed. Je- I mean, can I say Jeff Van Gundy? He might be my favorite yeah, Nick. That's fair, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Uh, but, yeah, probably uh, probably LJ or Houston. Those three. Yeah, yeah that's like, my whole, like, holy trinity of Knicks. I liked all three of those guys that you mentioned, but I, I really like Ewing, though. See, I always Ewing was like the face of those teams that I rooted against. So I, I, I like Ewing now. Like I root for him. So I, I got when he went to the, um, the Big East final this year. Oh. I rooted <laughs> when I when he when he made his run with Georgetown this year. I rooted for him. Okay, because right. it was Ewing. Yeah, um, yeah, I was yeah I was rooting for him. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun team and scrappy underdog. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So right and now, plus, yeah, I love Ewing, but in the moment, in the moment. He just felt like yeah. I hated that those Knicks teams. Well, I didn't want any, any of the guys you mentioned. I didn't want winning in the moment. None of those guys I wanted to win. Yeah. But looking back, like Ewing, I had a lot. Shortly thereafter, I remember being like, "Wow!" Like he was a great competitor. He put put everything on the put everything out there. Wasn't as he was one of the all time greats, but you know, definitely a step below a few of the those guys. Right, he's like what I was saying about Curry. Great player, not an all-time great. Ewing, he's, he's not an immortal. Yeah, that's fair. Not an immortal. Like there's yeah. like ten to fifteen immortals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's a notch a, below. He's an all-timer, but yeah, he's a he's in a, he's a different tier. Not an definitely not an immortal. No. Right. Yeah. So, right. He's a step, step. But I mean, below. but he, but his competitiveness and just. You know, he'd do everything he could to fucking win. He didn't always it didn't always work, but he never had any, never had any doubt about it that he was leaving every ounce of sweat. No, yeah, he was game. He was game. The Knicks were weird. They had the Knicks really had. I'm not even gonna count the '99 team because that team strange. They were better than an eight seed, but I don't know. They, I mean, they weren't beating the Spurs. Yeah, the Knicks had. I feel like they had a three year window where they had a legit shot to win it all. It was 93 when they were up 2-0 on the Bulls. That was Jordan yep. down in AC. Yeah. That's probably what they're kicking themselves, I mean, the most about that series, even more than, than the following year, which was the Rockets. Yeah. Game five, OJ Chase. You know, that up 3-2 and then losing 6-7. and seven. 
Then I believe the following year, which is when Jordan came back at the end of the year when Orlando went, yeah. is that the year Ewing with the layup, missed the layup against the Pacers? Oh, the, yeah, the finger roll. Yeah, it was those. Those are the that they had a three. I mean, they had a bigger window than that technically. But like you know, once Jordan came back, like they weren't beating those teams. And then the yeah. first couple three Bulls teams, they weren't winning. In the '80s, forget it. The '80s were you know Celtics and Pistons. So they had like a three-year window. Those Knicks teams, and they just Fun. couldn't get over the hump. Fun Nick teams though in the '80s though. Bernard 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 King, yeah. Yeah, he Trent, dropped sixty Trent on Tucker. Christmas Day. Yeah, something yeah. Yep. It's the Nets, I think. Probably, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, fun team. Fun team in the 90s. I mean, hey, man, Knicks fans uh, have a yeah. – how, how many people in MSG last night could have had that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Scumbags. One more shot on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> My friends asked me if uh, – uh, they, they question, like, who are Nets fans, right? Like, because there's – it's in Brooklyn. The Nets have only been there for, what, 10 years now? Dude, the Nets have Durant, Irving, and Harden. I, they still don't have Nets fans, really. Like, what are they so worried about the Nets for? Well, no, there's the other night. Knicks fans were questioning me, like, why – who are these people? Like, in Nets, are they hipsters? Are they real Nets fans? Are they bandwagon people? Like, does it fucking matter who they are? I don't know. I've been to a couple Nets games – I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I went to a couple of Nets Heat regular season. This is, I mean, this is before Durant, though. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it's a weird uh, – they actually do – they got a little bit better of a crowd than I expected. I, was, I mean, they're they both Friday night games, I think. They do, yeah. They're both Friday night games. I would think crowd, it's though. people – I don't know. I mean, A, it's probably people that can't afford Knicks tickets. Um, they're not cheap, though, in Brooklyn. They're not, but I mean, the MSG ticket is—it's mm-hmm. a—that's a hot ticket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I would think people that live in the area, people that live in Brooklyn—I'm sure there's a hipster angle to it. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I, I don't know. They so didn't really have that many fans in New Jersey either. So like, I don't. Good, no, I, mean, I don't point. know how many people came over from. Yeah, not from New Jersey. I, I don't know how it works. I always question. I, that's one of my things I always question about expansion teams, like uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, how do you just all of a sudden, as a grown man, start showing up and rooting? I don't know how that works. You know what well, I mean? If you, well, if you live there and you love basketball, and there's and you're rooting for a team that you can't see on TV, you're rooting for, especially basketball. We talked about this before, where it's like you root for the player really more than the team. Yeah. So if you're rooting for Jordan, or you're rooting for you know, Iverson, whoever your favorite players all those years, you get a team like right there. It's pretty easy. It's right. But you, okay. You live in Connecticut, right? Yeah. They could put a professional team in your backyard and you're not switching allegiances on any of your four teams. No, not at 38 years old. No. Right. But I feel like there's yeah. people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a lot of grown people who, who are casual fans that the team gets there and they become diehards. They just, it just becomes, it's like a community thing. It just becomes part of the your DNA, part of the fabric. Basketball is probably the sport that could be swayed on the easiest, though. If, if, a, this, if like a team, because, like a because, Connecticut team or something. If, if this year has taught us anything about like mercenary players kind of coming over, and like this, it's it's very strange to me to root for players that you have no 
connection for like I still like um oh let's see that's gonna be classic where I forget his name and tell you how much I like him better than everybody else on the Mets team. But I still <laughs> I still I still like uh D'Angelo Russell like I still root for him more. I feel, I feel a, a connection with him more than I do with Harden and, and Durant. And, and oh, yeah, they're hired guns, yeah. So it's very strange as, as a fan to have these guys to, to root for. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to root for them sometimes just for the kind of players, the kind of people they are um, off the court and how they, how they act and stuff. Mm-hmm. And not, that not that they're bad guys, but, like, you know, like the aloofness of it all, I don't really go for that. Uh, like I think Harden is probably my favorite one, and the other two have been here for you know two years now. Yeah, Harden's wow, a game. Has it already been? Two, I forgot. It's been two years. But Hard, Harden to me is a guy used to rose a ball out and he's playing. He doesn't care. He's playing. Yeah, and he is. Uh, he's a lot more fun to watch than people give credit for. But we don't have that conversation right now. People used to always talk about his game being boring, but I think he's a great scorer and he's a great facilitator, and. Uh, I think he's a, a pretty good leader too. So he's been really fun to watch. But it's just it's just very strange to to on a team like this to just be rooting for guys you know be gone in two years, three years. Yeah, it's high, it's hired guns, man. You, you, you know, see, sometimes you got to tra- you know. I don't like, I don't think it's going to end in a championship, but you got to sell your soul a little bit at, yeah. for the chance. So I, I can see my so my friends asked me like, what jersey would I buy? If I were going to the Nets game, like what jersey would you're, I wear? You're you're 40 years old. What do you mean? What jersey would you buy? Well, it was like a it was a question. It was like a conversation question. Like what jersey would I wear to a Nets game? Like who am I wearing to a Nets game? And of course, I only have one Nets jersey. It's a Drazen Petrovic jersey, so it's a Drazen is my answer. Yeah. But if you're if you had to wear a jersey of one of the players today, or if you had to go Ooh, to right. today and you had to wear a jersey, like what would you wear? A guy on the team today. Uh, I would say post kid era, or post Devin Harris era. I mean, I used to have uh, a Brooke Lopez kid. jersey, but yeah, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a buck now. Yeah, you couldn't wear a Brooke Lopez jersey to the gonna play him next round. Bucks in that series. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would I? Wear? I mean, post kid. So you're thinking like, well, give me like I have, I have, a, I have a Chris Humphrey shirt. Oh. Brooklyn. Why? That's you gotta get rid of t shirts, you gotta get rid of some of those then. That's one's gotta go. Why? What's wrong with Chris Humphreys? Uh, he was a Chris Humphreys gave one of the best post game interviews that we watched. It was like their fourth win of the season, right? In New Jersey. <laughs> it was they were four and like fifty at the time. It was, it was in March, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. Middle of March madness. I loved Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys left it all out there. He wasn't good. Double double machine. I, I rock it at the gym. I rock it at the gym, Chris Humphreys. Double double machine. Mm-hmm. Was he 44? Was it 40, 41? Uh, 44? Gee, was, it all. 40, 44. 44 is Coleman. It was DC, right? 34, I think he is. 34? All right. I'm going to say 34. Right. I couldn't wear that anyways. That shirt is really beat up from, from working out. In. But um, if, you had to, if you had to spend your money on one Mets jersey, uh, since Brooke is gone, so say how about one Brooklyn Nets jersey? Who would have been? So they had they had to be a Brooklyn Net. Yeah, let's say that. Who would your Brooklyn Nets jersey be? Devin Harris wasn't a Brooklyn Net, right? I don't think so. No, 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 because uh, D. Will was there. Right. Uh, 
God, I have nice not try. liked that nice many try. Brooklyn. I haven't liked that many Brooklyn Nets. I'm trying to think. Who is the power forward on that? Oh, team? you know who I did? I mean, this guy isn't a net, though, but I did like Sean Livingston. Oh, he's a, I mean, he's a warrior, yeah. though. Yeah, I liked him. I, when he went to the Warriors, I knew they, I knew they had a steal. I wish the Nets kept him. He, yeah, Sean Livingston was awesome. In the playoff series that they had against uh, – with the Paul Pierce series against the Bulls, I knew they, yeah. had, a, I knew they had a player with Livingston. And, uh, yeah, he went, to, he went to Golden State, won championships and stuff. So, good for him. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Sean Livingston, Jersey would be a good pick. <laughs> I just feel like he was more of a – he turned into a warrior, though. So, it's like – Well, he's a guy that you could have easily been like – like D'Angelo Russell, he could easily rooted for as a net and then kind of watch him blossom someplace else. Like watching D'Angelo come to the Nets to me was he was kind of a misfit draft pick bust, considered a bust, even though he's like 21 years old. He ratted out Nick Young, right? Didn't he rat out Nick Young? Well, what was Nick Young? Who was Nick Young cheating on? Iggy Azalea? Iggy, yeah. He was cheating I think on so. Think so, I mean, yeah. maybe D'Angelo wanted a piece of that, which I can't blame him for. Dirty way to go about it. Doesn't always work out. Uh, but uh, I could see where he's, I could see where his head was at. <laughs> Could have um, been. Yeah, but whatever. Now I know we trust you. Whatever. <laughs> um, but coming over to the Knicks, coming over to the Nets, though, like just watching him kind of take a step or two as a player and being the point guard he was when he was with the Nets, like, that was fun to watch. You know, uh, I could see myself rooting for that kid until he retires, you know, just because of what I saw in, in, in Brooklyn. Right, okay. So you'd wear a D'Angelo Russell jersey. I think so, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd consider wearing a, a Timberwolves Russell jersey. Because they're not, they're not like a hated team of mine. And uh, Well, A-Rod owns them now, so I think I may have to hate the Timberwolves forever. Did the check did the check clear on that? that well, a, that's a, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't come up who, with a, with a better answer than uh, Reggie Evans. I wear a Reggie Evans jersey. Reggie Evans. I was a big Reggie Evans fan. I got kicked out of the. I got kicked out of Barclays because of Reggie Evans. Or no, because of Reggie Evans. Because I'm such a big Reggie Evans fan. Because you're such a big Reggie. Okay. Yeah, I got the boot. The best seats I've ever had at any sporting event. Well, you took advantage of them. Yeah. I was second second row. And I, I was with the kid, actually, who bought me this alley beer on uh, a certain sugar-free member, a, a sugar-free person's uh, tickets. Right. And... It was the first year, kid, first year, Pierce, Garnett, and all those guys. 2012, 13 they're, range. They're, they're playing the Nets. They're playing the Knicks in early December and getting their asses kicked. Let's see if I can find that box score. You can definitely find it. I have found it. Uh, they're getting their asses kicked. And I'm all over kid because I'm not, I, like, kid did great things in New Jersey. I, once you turn over and you're the manager coach, Aaron Boone, hello. You yeah, that's why I didn't want Don Mattingly to coach the team. Exactly. Coach Yankees. Exactly. I could not do – he's the one guy I would be, I would be Mattingly proof. I couldn't – I could not talk bad about Mattingly. 
couldn't do You'd, it. Yeah, if he was there long enough, I'd do yeah, find, find a way. I'd probably find a way. Yeah, it's probably true. And I would hate myself for it. So I could do it. <laughs> right. I could do it, but I would. It would. I would age like thirty years in the time he was here. You'd feel bad. I'd feel terrible about it. I'd beat myself up about it constantly. Uh, but kid, yeah, kid, as great as he was, I had no problem turning that switch with him. Well, uh, yeah, kid wasn't a great head coach. Is he an assistant on the Lakers still? Probably. Under Frank Vogel? Probably, yeah. So we're there, whatever, and uh, I'm heckling the shit out of kid and not have, you know, yelling at everybody that's, that's out there, talking to the refs. Rachel Nichols walks by yelling something at her. Seeing her in person, not bad, Rachel Nichols. No, she was cool because I was like, hey, Rachel. And she gave me like a nod. I was like, give me a call later. She just kind of laughed it off because doesn't have my number. She would like, right. like to call me, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it's not. <laughs> Probably still beating herself up about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she is. So, uh, yeah, getting blown out, whatever. I'm riding. I guess it wasn't Reggie Evans fault in the end, as I'm telling the story. But, uh, Riding everybody, you know, getting on everybody, and I'm yelling at kid, like, put Reggie and get Reggie in the fucking game. I loved him. Guy was a beast. Big time. I did like Reggie Evans. I thought about putting him, yeah. I was like, get Reggie in the fucking game, this and that. And then who walks by? Who sits? So I'm the second row, one row in front of me. Who walks by right behind the Mets Benz, right in front of? The team right in front of the fans is the general manager himself, the destruct the 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 uh, master of destruction, <laughs> maybe the worst general manager of all time. Well, Billy King. I don't know if we win this series. Does the do we win the trade if we beat the Celtics? <laughs> oh, this is the Billy King series. It's the Billy King Redemption series. I don't think so. No, all those guys are gone. Every, every guy. All right. It's not the way Billy might see it. Billy, I'm sure it's not. He's, what, is he still working in the basement at Barclays? God, I don't know what Billy's doing. I don't think he, he got another GM job. He, he 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 walks he walks right by and sits in a folding chair right in front of us. And I I was heckling the entire game, and somebody like next to me pulled my shirt and was like. There's Billy King right there. Just knowing that he had me, who was game at that point. <laughs> and I just rode Billy King right then and there. Just rode him. And at some point, I must have cursed. And he turns yeah. around. He turns around. And he goes, gives me like this. Like, come here. I was like, yeah. He's like, you can heckle me all you want. That's fine. But don't curse. There's kids around here. I was like, oh, okay. That's fine. Thanks, man. That's cool. I lean back. He turns back around. And I just go. Fuck you, Billy. <laughs> he goes, all right, get him out of here. <laughs> Fucking. And that was it. The rest is history. That was it. They come, they come take me away. I'm waiting outside Barclays. It's an episode of Cops. Yeah. No, the, the coolest guy was uh, was the security guard took me out of here. He was the coolest guy of all time. <laughs> he was so, I mean, he could have snapped me in half, like, no problem. But I was just. I, I was just talking. The, the crowd was cheering me on. I was playing it up a little bit, and uh, the guy—the guy could not have been cooler about it. I found, so I found the box score. Got slaughtered. They got hammered. If, I bet if you find highlights, you can you could find me in the crowd. Hundred and thirteen to eighty-three. Not, not, not in the fourth quarter though. They couldn't find me. No, you didn't. You didn't miss much in the fourth quarter. I will tell you that. 
Um, so this is, I mean, this is crazy. I, the Nets, I don't, for some reason, I know the Nets got off to, to slow starts. The Nets fell to 5-14 and 14 after this game. Yeah, they were bad. They, yeah, that, no wonder I was so pissed. And the Knicks, yeah, that explains it a lot, actually. And the Knicks, uh, with that win, went to 4-13. and 13. How many minutes did Reggie Evans have? Reggie Evans played. DNP, coach's decision. Uh, Reggie Evans did not play. He was suited up, though. He was suited up, yeah. Yep. Paul Pierce and Darren Williams did not dress. Oh. Uh, leading scorer for the Nets was Brooke with 24. Leading scorer for the Knicks, let's say Carmelo, guessing. Yeah, Melo with 19. So there you have it. Little trip down December 5th, 2013, so about eight years ago. Was only eight years ago? It feels like a million years ago. Yeah, there you go. If you look at highlights, I guarantee you, you can see me in the crowd behind the Nets bench. I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah, we'll look at YouTube. I, uh, I, I had it like DVR'd. It was funny because you could see, you could see, you know, you could see my, my buddy sitting there, and then you could see me standing up and yelling at some points, and you could see like the crowd thinning out, but I was still there. And then, like, you just next minute, I just wasn't there. <laughs> All right. It's time for me to go, I guess. Hey, Billy King, give him credit. Sat there and took his medicine. He was sitting there with the people. Fuck him. Piece of shit. Fucking soft-ass pussy. <laughs> Billy King. Where are they now? Let's see. He might still work for the Nets. He played for Duke. I didn't know that. I wish I knew that that night. I would have studied up. I don't know. Uh... He doesn't say what he's doing now. We don't know. Oh, no. It says uh, October 2nd, 2019, so about two years ago. He's joining the morning sport talk radio show in Philly. Uh, WIP. He used to be a GM in Philly before the Nets, so back to Philly. That's atrocious. Yeah, 55, double nickel, Billy King. That was his number at Duke? That's how old he is. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what Duke team did he play on? Uh, Mid to late 80s. It's like right when they were kind of hitting their stride. Is it Danny Ferry uh, teammate? Probably. If I had to guess, he was uh, teammates with Danny Ferry. Gross. Trying to kill off, yeah. Stick with Danny Ferry because I can't remember anyone else in the eighties. Yeah, he's the only Duke player I could think of before Grant Hill and Leitner and those guys. Right, Leitner and Hill are the Bobby Hurley. Uh, Tyrone. Right. Not Tyrone. Or Tommy Tommy Amaker is probably Oh Tommy on yeah. the in the eighties. Yeah. Johnny Dawkins. Oh yeah. We got a couple of Duke guys. There you go. I forgot about Johnny Dawkins too. Another Philadelphia guy. Right. Coaching Central Florida now. Is he Tommy really? Hawkins. I don't know. That. Oh, yeah, he's been coaching him for a few. They almost beat Duke. Uh, I forgot all about that. The Zion year, yeah. Johnny Dawkins. Man, I wish Coach K had a pandemic that year to fucking make excuses. Yeah, right. 
I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. Johnny Dawkins might he may have lost his job at UCLA, but I think he's still there. Good head coach, well, Johnny. Well, what do you got Yankees wise? Let's not even do a post show. What do you got Yankees wise? Um I mean they salvaged the series uh with the win tonight. I mean, they just don't hit the ball, though. It's just fucking anemic. Feels very middling. Very middling team. I have been using the word just uninspired. Uninspired by this team. And Chapman didn't pitch the... the, That's concerning. I almost said the ninth. I almost said the ninth. Hold on. Chapman didn't pitch the seventh. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you know, I've been waiting for Chapman to get injured for a year. I mean, Ever since he showed up jacked, it's like that guy's getting yeah. injured. Yeah. You know, Voight, I got to see Voight doing BMW commercials when he can't. He's got a fucking oblique. Fuck that guy. Hicks I know it's not, I know I'm not supposed to injure, but I just, yeah. Oh, Hicks, I mean, I, I think we kind of knew Hicks was. I wouldn't mind seeing Floro for the rest of the season. I'll be honest with you. You got to see, I mean, he flies, don't you have by to see way. what he is? Don't you have to see what he is? He flies, by the way. He is fast as hell. I want to see what he, I just want to just let him play. Let the good play. They'll probably send him down. Stan's coming up tomorrow. They'll probably send him down. Let probably, him play. Yeah. Let him Cost play. Maybe send a yeah, because Gardner and Frazier have been doing so well in the outfield. You might as well just ride him out. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Florio flies. I want to see what kind of center. That's what I want to see. I want to see him play center field. Right. See what you have. I don't I don't want to I the offense. I mean, I don't, I don't expect a rookie to carry the offense, but I want him to get used to major league pitching. Right. And then I want to see him play center. Let me and see. see what you have if you have to go out and make a trade at the all-star break. I have zero, no belief at all that will do that. None. They'll, they'll just jerk him around like they do with everybody else. Every other prospect they have, they just fucking jerk around. So you, don't, oh, so you, don't, you think they send him right back down? There's just no, there's no on this team. Stan's gonna play tomorrow, I think, and yeah. I guess send somebody down. Maybe they brought up another pitcher. Maybe. Well, the thing is, Stan's not really taking a spot away from him because Stan's clogging up the DH role. And you want, I don't know, do you really want? I mean, they say they're gonna put Frazier in center. I don't know. They said, I they really said don't that. Know. Yeah, they said they they were thinking about putting Frazier in center because Gardner's their only center fielder. So, yeah, they, 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 prob- they probably ruined Frazier thinking that every at bat he ever had was him playing for his job. He probably thought he had a hit a dinger every at bat because he, <laughs> he had no fucking rope to play with. It was just if you fucked up, you were done. That was it. No rope. They fucked. I mean, they've been fucking up prospects for years. Why would they Going back to they, Jabba Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why would they think they'd be any different from Florio? Like, just let the kid play. Let me see what he is, man. Yeah, let him play three, you, four weeks in a row. Yeah. He, he, Cashman thinks he's a genius with, like, building a roster and being able, be able to, like, shuffle these guys in and out. But minor league players need time to adjust to the major leagues. They need to feel comfortable adjusting there. Like, Bernie, yeah. Williams, Bernie Williams does not become Bernie Williams without playing time. Bernie Williams is a, Bernie Williams is a fucking footnote. If you just let him fizzle out because uh, he doesn't produce in the first like month of his career, right? Bernie, hate, yeah, Bernie I was mean, a late bloomer. I hate to say it, but Michael K made a. I mean, it's, it doesn't make doesn't mean anything to me or you, but he made a, a a good point 
Sorry, we'll edit this part out. Well, just listen to the story <laughs> and make your own judgment call. But he's like, he's like, Willie Mays came up to the big leagues and he struggled, couldn't hit. And he told like, and he even told like Leo DeRocher, the manager of the Giants, New York Giants at the time, like, I can't hit, send me down. And Leo DeRocher, the old hard-headed baseball prick that he was, was like, no, you're my fucking center field that you're staying. Willie Mays hit a dinger off Warren Spiders next to that. And the rest is history. Right, 660 dingers. I mean, similar story with Mantle. Yeah, Mantle, his father told, yeah, his man, Mantle's father, I know, cursed at him. I don't know if Leo DeRocher's cursed at Willie <laughs> <Mays>. <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Mantle definitely cursed at Mickey uh, when he wanted to go home. But, yeah. Right, Mickey felt the, he felt the pressure because they gave him number six. Yeah. Three, you know, Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio yep. gave him six next in line. Yep. Nicky they may have even sent him down. And then he ended up oh, coming back, back up. up. That's when he took right, and they gave him number seven. Yeah, again, rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah, it's – it's uh, not everybody figures it out on day one. Yeah, but, but, but Cashman thinks that's what it is. Cashman uses them all like they're equal playing cards and like just shuffling up the deck. But you yeah. gotta let you let you, like Fra- Frazier is the the latest of it, man. I mean, just if you let that kid play, see what, see his strides on defense. I wonder where he'd be offensively if he had just sixty games or a hundred games where he's playing without the fear of being benched. Because I mean, I hate to say it, but because Gardner was gonna Gardner was probably better two years ago, obviously, you know, than he yeah. is now. But ju- but he definitely feels the pressure out there to, to lose his job. So he, like that's the pressure is already there in a baseball game. You don't need the added pressure from your organization. So let's. See. I, I hope they don't fuck him up. I, I I want the kid to play. Hicks is Hicks is done. Forget Hicks. Done. Yeah. Let Let me just see the kid play. Let me see how he man center field. He was fine tonight. No real challenges out there. He seemed to be on balls. No problem. Uh, he hit as soon as they put a righty in. He had a double. You know. Not terrible, mm-hmm. bat, not no terrible bats against Robbie Ray. You know, what he her first at bat, he swung. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't play him in game one against the righty. But I mean, it's not a big deal. You should, yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows what they're doing? Well, yeah, get he'd rather have Gardner have the righty to, so he can succeed. Rather, you know, Gardner's a, a tick slower, probably. Yeah, right. But yeah, let let him play, man. Stop fucking up these kids. Let, you get you have to find out what you have. You cannot expect. I know you're the New York Yankees, but you cannot expect results immediately from all these people. You cannot expect yeah. it's impossible. Every every player struggles when they come up. Most yeah, a lot. Most guys do. Who's it's definitely growing pains? Who's who's the player that you could think of that was besides like Ken Griffey Jr. that was money from day one. Uh, I mean, money from day one. It's tough because some guys come up and up they're and awesome. Down. Yeah, well, yeah, and then fade and fade out. I mean, Chris Bryant was really good when he came up. Okay, that's that's a name. That's a good name. But he's you know injuries kind of derailed him a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's not a. I mean, it's not a straight line. I mean, Jeter, you could look at. You know, Jeter didn't really start putting up big numbers up until. You know, second, third year, probably. Yeah, well, he was batting uh, like eighth. He was like batting eighth or ninth in that '96 team. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a straight line with these guys. It's uh, a lot of there's a lot of up and down, a lot of struggling. That's baseball. 
Susan. That is baseball. But they, yeah, that's uh, that's lack of patience. And I expect that from the fans, not from the, not from the, not from the front office. Right. Yeah. And they got to hit. It's just they have to hit. They don't hit. Well, like a lineup, like like a lineup like tonight, and judged in the second game, and judged the damage basically, and and Sanchez ran into one, thankfully. Yeah. Um. And they're twenty third in run scored. It's terrible. The New York fucking Yankees. I I appreciate the fact that they are are they are winning games, finding a way to win games in ways that they weren't doing, you know, a month and a half ago. Do appreciate that. And that's part of, you know, we've talked, I mentioned, said this before, it's part of kind of growing up and finding out who you are as a team and finding out how you're going to win as a team. And they can win kind of grinding out games when they're not hitting. I mean, number one, it's great for the pitching staff. That gives you confidence in the pitching staff. Number two, that gives you some confidence in like the timely hitting aspects of things. Like, okay, we're not, we're not mashed. We're not hitting four home runs a game, but runners on base, somebody's finding a way to, to move them over. Uh, we're, some, we're finding a way to score when we have the opportunities to. Yeah. So, I mean, they go always look at like tonight where they try to score Gary Sanchez from first on a hit to, <laughs> yeah. le- on a hit, on a hit to left field. And by the way, this is a product of the fucking smaller benches, too. Because if Sanchez is on first in a two-run game and you have a backup catcher and, and somebody who could run on the bench, you throw a guy in there could run. I know you want to have a backup catcher and they, they manage to kind of save the backup catcher, but for one inning, like, you could have a catcher go in there to catch a closer, right? Yeah, I mean, usually you don't want to burn your your second catcher. Um, uh, get a pinch runner. I mean, you want an insurance run, you get to burn them for an inning. That's pussy ass shit. You can't play. You can't play hoping you don't. You know, you can't, you can't play a game hoping. If not they're if they're if it's tied or they're trailing, I'd say yes. I don't think you're doing that with a two run lead with an insurance. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think you could, but I mean, I guess it's up to. I mean, the bigger issue is they. <laughs> They've had 25 guys thrown out on the bases. That's it's like ugly. by far the most in the league. I didn't, they didn't show who second place was. But, I mean, 25, they've had 25 guys thrown out on the bases, and they just played their 50th game. So, yeah. do the math. That's every other game yeah. on average. That's, yeah. That is bad. You did the math for us. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's bad. Tough division. Um, yeah, the base running is a problem. Base running is not good. It's always the it's always the shit that's not sexy that you, that people look that people that nobody looks at that ends up being uh, that derails the season. Right. Ends up being the nail in the coffin. Could be base running. Like you saw Javi Baez today. <laughs> that was I. That was I almost like I I want to kill the first baseman, but I think he just had a fucking brain lock, man. I think it was just a brain lock. Two outs in the end. Two outs. I want to kill that? the first baseman. It's the third time we saw a highlight, but there's two oh, outs. No, no, I know. I knew it was two outs. It was trending uh-huh. on Twitter. Uh, I didn't know. There, okay. Two out. I think two outs, or there were two outs, or something. Yeah, there were two. I, outs, I yeah. felt bad for the first baseman because I think he just. I think I know it's the big league. I think he just his brain just melted. 
if that was if that was Luke Voigt, would you feel bad because he had a no? Home? It's a fucking pirate. <laughs> if it was my team, I, I would slaughter yeah, the Sunday. That's a Sunday poor team. Is uh, is the Pirates? So you should you should be pissed off about it. Not pissed I, can, off. I, I have more sympathy. I have more sympathy when my team. Right, they are your adopted team. So right, you do have a little more sympathy. They had a tough childhood. They brought them. You brought them over to to, to raise them the right way. They're, <laughs> they're the they're the Leonardo DiCaprio growing pains of your fandom, basically. Right. There, yep, there it is. One thing's for sure. We could always bring it back to an 86, 80s, 90s sitcom in this show. We did it twice today <laughs> already. Of course. <laughs> of course. Perfect. Uh, Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's going to do it, I think. All right. Sunday poor. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Have a great fucking weekend. What are you up to this weekend? What do you got going on? What do you got going on this weekend? Oh, no, I fuel <laughs> things, few, few, you know, sausage patties, rolling <laughs> oh, rocks. Oh, sausage patties are good. Yeah. Uh, onion. Enjoy. And thank you, as always, for spending the time with me and Ed here on the show. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Have a great fucking weekend. And what do you got? That just thanks for listening, everybody. You know, just remembering your drunken stupor what this weekend's all about. Honor the men and women who died while serving and uh, enjoy your bet. Okay, we'll see you next week. Well, I know I said no post-show, but want to do a post-show, Brown? Sure. Switch your own. Will do. Nine lives. The same one from when we started the show. Mm hmm. Ah, man, oh man, oh man. 100%. Whew. So, uh, I got pizza tomorrow night. First of all, pizza at Peppy's last week, phenomenal. We talked about that last show. We did, yeah. Pizza tomorrow night. Uh, post wake at uh, my at my cousin's house of uh, you know that side of the family. Oh, okay, together. yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's down on, wake. down on Marion Street. Exactly. Yep. So we're all getting together over there. That'd be nice. Two weeks in a row, Peppies. I guess uh, worst you know worst circumstances this time, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saturday, yeah, I don't know. Instead, it just kind of Saturday starts, you know. Better starts. Yeah, well, it starts. It started. It is starting. Yeah. By the way, so I had. Uh, I say, I'm telling this story post show because I don't think a lot of people listen to it. But if you do listen to it, this is a great story. So listen up. Yeah, right there. I'm putting you asleep, am I? You're on video. But no, Lakers Suns locked in. It's a commercial. It's a key commercial. <laughs> So I caught me. So <laughs> I'll be quick. Probably not. I've never been quick in my life. That's what she said. Uh, so so Saturday night we uh, all right. So we go to the brewery, right? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we met at I'm gonna say four thirty five. Four thirty, five o'clock. We all get we get there. Start drinking. Put a few back. 
it's around eight o'clock where we had to go. But I'm most like, but Pappy closes at nine. So the plan was for us to double back, come back to Wallingford, drop off the cars, and I was going to be the, a gentleman and drive them into New Haven, right? Mm-hmm. But at eight, with them closing at nine, I was like, I don't want to go from North Haven to Wallingford back to New Haven. I'm afraid like they'll at 8.45 or something, right? Even like 8.35, 8.40, 8.45, they're like, oh, we're not, we're not seeing anybody anymore. He's threading the needle, yeah. Right. I didn't want to have that chance. You know, I got one kid came from Jersey. Other friend we've tried a few times. Like, no, we're going to Pebby's tonight. That's it. But we had to go to the liquor store first. So I got to go to the liquor store. So, <laughs> so we we take a little, we do a little something, right? You know, I mean, my little something, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Take a little something. Go to the liquor store. Pick up, pick up more booze than we could, you know, if, for like a holiday week. We we could pick up booze enough for a holiday weekend, basically. Just one night. I, I mean, I just went. I just went to the store after work today. One hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Right. So I, I I got an eighteen pack and a bottle, and then the other two kids I was with. They bought stuff also. Mm-hmm. They bought their own shit. I'm like, oh, it's way too much. Now looking back, at the time I was like, yeah, we need it. We need this. We need it. We need it all. Looking back now, way too much. But you can never be too careful. You never know when you need that much. So smart move. Better be safe than sorry. Yeah. Smart move. I think. In the end, it's smart move. So we end up all three of us drive to Wood Street from North Haven Liquor Store with booze in our car. We go to liquor, we go down to Worcester Street. They park in the Peppy's parking lot. I park on the street. We go in, we have a good time. As the pizza's like being cooked, I'm like, ah, oh, let's take two more of these things that we just took before. Oh yeah. Yep, you said it. That's where that's where it gets interesting. We sit there, we drink our Genesee, we have our pizza. We walk, we, we get not asked to leave, but we're like, all right, we're closing a little bit. All right, so we go. We walk out, and all three of us just realize, like, shit, this is not good. Like, none of us are in any condition to drive. And, like, in ways where I, in ways where I, I couldn't even be talked into thinking I could drive. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, give me, like, 10 minutes. And, like, 10 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me, like, two hours. Like, this is not going to happen. Oh, so we, no. like, we, we, take, we take a walk. We take, we take this little bit of walk. We kind of, you know, see. We're like, all right, well, we don't have any. And, and there's a lot more paranoia involved in these conversations. You have to understand. This is not going to be as – it wasn't as smooth as it's going to sound. A lot more paranoia. But, like, all right, we'll just take, we'll just take an Uber back. We'll come back early in the morning to be sure nobody, you know, gets a ticket or gets towed, whatever. A ticket doesn't matter, but we don't know we wants to get towed on a Sunday uh, morning. Who knows? The tow shop doesn't open until Monday, and you have the whole fucking problem with, you know, kids from out of town, you know. But the, so, like, eventually, after deliberate, you know, delivering for who knows how long, we're like, that's what we're going to do. We get an Uber, we come back, we watch the Blazers game, pass out, wake up at like 6 a.m., get a car, and go back. No cars with any markings on them at all. New Haven's got a lot more problems than a bunch of schmucks, right? Right. Let me stop myself right there because one of the pit, one of the kids that I was with, kids are in their thirties. One of the people I was with was like, "Well, 
let me call, let me call the cops. Let them know that I'm making a, a smart decision. I can't drive. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> literally on the phone with the literally on the phone with the cops, like, yeah, yeah. Uh it's uh Chris D uh, you know, spelling his name basically. And uh we're you know, we're like, I'm like, this is this can't be a good idea. Like, sure, maybe, you know, I don't know. It sounds like a good idea. But um, you know, whatever. So he's talking to the cops. We're getting a car, we come back, whatever. So we get we go back in the morning. Cars, no problem. I'm on the street, no problem. We get out of the cab. My friend yaks, one of my friends yaks everywhere in the Peppy's parking lot. Just people oh. everywhere. Just God, don't disrespect the pizza parlor. <laughs> just up chucking. <laughs> yeah, they let him park his car there overnight. Great pizza and just they had it like pepperoni, clams everywhere, just all over the lot. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Anyway, so when it came back, what came get coming, getting this big, like uh, haul from the liquor store, I wake up on uh, on Sunday there, or we come back home from Sunday. I got a bunch of those high noons in my recycle bin that he was uh-huh. he was pounding his own high. He bought like some high noons. He so he took them out of his car. He was pounding the pineapple ones in my fridge was this uh what's the name of it but it was like a a margarita in a can situation yeah one of those pre-mix whatever it was the most disgusting thing i've ever drank in my life and i feel like margarita if you're gonna do anything you can't do a margarita oh i don't have a like if you're gonna drink it drink it but that was terrible like 12 percent whenever i get that but uh I guess it's for people if you go to the beach or you go to a, I don't know, a cookout or something. I feel like just fucking yeah, beach makes sense. Set up the set up the blender at someone's. I don't know. It was terrible though. It's got to be better. Overpriced. It's overpriced. It's got to be. It's well, wasn't my money. They got wasted on it. I got my roll. Right. (laughs) And my Mictors, by the way. Good. I can't wait to crack that open. That Mictors. Mictors. But. Yeah, but it, it was a fun night. But I think it was it was a little bit derailed by paranoia, as we were saying. And well, that'll do it. That, that's, I, that's how it works. I felt terrible. Like I couldn't get them uh, as a, as the host. I was like, I couldn't get their car someplace I knew it was safe. <laughs> and there's a million. That's the worst part about it. There's a million safe places around there. Right, could have taken their cars. <laughs> a million places I knew where to park their cars, or I knew they'd be. You know. I mean, not your your house is far away, but a places in New Haven, places in East Haven, anywhere I could have gone with them. But like none of us were in condition. We're just like, we walked out of Peppy's and we hit a wall. We were just like, oh, fuck. Yep. No, I mean it happens. You can't. I if I'm taking if I'm taking an edible like that, I gotta I gotta be on home home turf. I need I need a home field advantage there. Was you're, you're still if you're behind if you're driving around you're in public you're you're still playing a road game. Yeah, rookie mistake because on, on that on the, on the first dose I was I've taken that first dose before. I know I know I would have been fine. That second dose and the, and the worst part about it, not the worst part about it this is the best part about it when you have nothing to worry about, but you're when when you like kind of like quote-unquote sober up 
when you think about it, you're like, okay, let me just give me like 10 minutes to figure it out. Like the waves just keep on hitting. It's, it's like being under the undercurrent of the ocean. Like it doesn't stop. It just keeps coming, hitting you. Like, all right. Yeah, it's waterboarding. Up. It's waterboarding. Yeah, I was fucked up before, but it's not like you're still going to get fucked up. Like there's no turning back from it. It just keeps hitting. So the paranoia, yeah. the paranoia got me because I was just like, fuck, I ruined, like, they, my friends were worried about their cars. We're, you know, we're, we had to get a cab back. The cars just left in New Haven in a parking lot. Like, they had no idea. You know, that wasn't the plan at all. We just kind of, I got a, a little bit of a rookie mistake on our part and my part as a host uh, because, you know, post-pandemic, first time we're seeing people and just uh, not thinking it through. In my defense, I did have a plan pre all this bullshit where it only be my car in New Haven, which I'd be much happier with that. You know. And why? Yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure out why all three of you. Well, because I didn't. What want, is it? Swingers? And they go to the party in the hills. Again, I didn't. I didn't want. Pe- I didn't want Peppies to stop seating people. I don't want time to actually stop seating people. Okay. It was after eight. It was you know? It was after eight. We left the brewery. We had to go to the liquor store. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go all the way back home, and and bring him back. I thought that might have been that might have put it in jeopardy. Okay, it may have. It's possible. Right. I'm not sure it would have, but I think the paranoia was kicking in at the brewery. Well, it took that much time. I'm trying to think why he even took the dose. You're looking at an extra like 15, 20 minutes if you just move. Right, but I don't know. They're, they're, they've denied me before. They denied me with you. They yeah, they did. Yeah, Friday night. I know that was. I feel like that was po- that was pre-pandemic or not pre-pandemic. That was middle pa- mid-pandemic. But they close at nine, which is early, still early. I feel like they they just opened everything back up. People got to go business as usual now. I think Pepe has to. Fall in line. It depends how much money they're making. Money talks. Yeah, it's true. Takeout is ridiculous. If they, if they can close in nine and make as much money as they did a year ago or a year in a year and a half ago, why would they fucking open? Why would they stay open until ten or eleven? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Unfair. Bullshit. What? <laughs> now. That's it. I just wish I had. I just wish I had the paranoia part back. I would enjoy the second half of the night a little better. It's tough, man. Once it kicks in, there's no getting rid of it. That part doesn't bother me. It was uh, the paranoia, the circum. Well, the circumstances, because it wasn't me being. I can deal with me being paranoid, but like having my guests be paranoid about their car. That got me. Like that pissed me off. Oh, so not only was I paranoid about the car, I was paranoid. I was paranoid about them being paranoid. Okay, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I try not, not to worry. I I can only worry about my own paranoia. <laughs> well, it compounds. You can't. It's tough. It's tough, bro. It does more. It does. It it's it snowballs. It does snowball the paranoia. Then you think you got it under control, and you don't. Oh, I never thought I had it under control. Never. I didn't you, know trick it. Your, you trick yourself for like 10 seconds when, when and we you came, realize you're still freaking when, out. When we came back in the cab on Sunday morning, we came through Worcester Street, turned around there. 
Yeah. Like that, we can't do that center that center cut through on Wister Street. Like it was kind of a loose trip all the way. Well, we had the kid in the middle who yacked. And I was like too, oh. too many high noons. I was like, this guy is just holding it together. He was like snoozing the middle seat. Middle seat. It was like it was like uh Wayne's world, you know. So he just, yeah. So he was like eyes closed, middle seat. I'm like, this we're in trouble. He's just holding all together right now. We don't know what's on the other side of this. But we came around the corner, and the driver must have known it was a tense moment because he was easing into the street there. And we're just waiting to see these two cars, like, don't, don't be towed, don't be towed, don't be towed. And, like, you know, that, that, the, the breath was sucked out of the, out of the, out of the car, out of the back seat where they were just holding our breath, just wait. And then there, there they were. Still so, there. Still there. That was a great feeling. Great feeling. Yeah. Followed by a hysterical feeling because watching him puke was fun, funny as fuck. <laughs> I hate, to say, hate to say it, but I don't like to say it. Fuck him. <laughs> no, I mean, hopefully he didn't get cl- clams and pepperoni can, you know, gave it back where they came from. Yeah. Should have brought his receipt, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else? Because I'll just shut this down and get it out. That is it. Tapped. That was, a, that was a nice. That's a nice two-hour show right there. That's it's yeah. It's a holiday. It's a holiday special. Amen, brother. All right. I will. Uh, might see you Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right. I'll talk to you then. Well, I'll talk to you before then, but I'll see you then. All right. Peace, brother.